FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Family Reunion. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Uh, Woo! Hold on a minute, Leah. I'm cutting you off. Stand by, Patriots. We've got something crazy going on here because we're dual live streaming in a crazy way. Yes. We are. So I'm sitting here in the Resistance Chick studio. Yes. Super cool. That's right. Leah and Michelle. And here we go because we're going to, we've got this crazy setup. So here's the deal you can go to the Resistance Chicks on Rumble and actually see us on video, but we also are on Podbean. And where else are we? Is that it? We're on right. Facebook. We're on Facebook for you. That's because the Resistance Chicks are on Facebook because I boycott Facebook. All right. We so we are reaching the lost. We, we are reaching. <laughs> Michelle says they're reaching the lost. Michelle's going to join us here in a minute, I think. But here, here's the deal. So we, we've, we've got like, like this craziest setup because we've got their setup and then we've got my setup. And we're just like having it's a good time. so cool. Yeah, All I right. think it's awesome. This is awesome. All right. So we've got two names for the shows just so you don't get confused. Red Pill, Revelation Red Pill. Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. Our, our, our people come on Wednesdays to make sure that we are not in, in times and we're not all going to be raptured out of here. Thank goodness. Second. Oh, hallelujah. My goodness. All right. And then we've got the other side, which is on Podbean, which is Family Reunion, which we're going to dig in hard into. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Okay, so we're going to have to move this here so you guys can share it. Scoot over, Leah. All right. With the chihuahua. This is going to be the most unusual show you've ever experienced here on Podbean. the best show you ever saw in your life. It's going to be awesome. All right. So cozy. We are getting cozy. So here is the deal, because we were going to start like we're going to do two shows, and we're like, why are we doing two shows? Because we might as well just do one combined show. Yeah. And Podbean doesn't use a restream code, so it's a lot easier if we just do two setups. Right. So if you're looking at it live, you're like, what is that crazy stuff? And what I'm going to tell you is what that crazy stuff is, is that crazy stuff is improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's what that is. Yes. All right. So, oh, hey, so I've got headphones on for you on Rumble because I'm monitoring the Podbean side, but I can still hear you all. Yes. We're good. Okay. Awesome. Okay, let's kick it. What are we doing? So I'd like to guys just tell you that the Holy Spirit moved really powerfully over a Bard's Fest. And if you guys didn't see, Michelle and I have been making some videos uh, over the past few days with some testimonies. There are a lot of powerful testimonies. Um, I want to tell one to the Bard's family. If you have not heard this one, um, our friend um, Sherry has given us permission to tell this, her story. Oh, awesome. Um, okay. Yeah, Saturday. You don't get this kind of activity on Podbean. This is why video is so okay. amazing. So can, we, can we? Can I just ask a question before we jump on there? Yes. <laughs> can we just like address the most obvious? What's that? What? The three. Yeah. Us three. Yeah, we're here. Yes, we are. Yeah. In our studio, by the way. Right. Which you guys are used to the studio on the other side, completely turned around. 
Right. But we needed more room. So we've we're we're here. And you guys are used to this for our birthday and Christmas specials. We usually open up all the packages right here. So it's not outside of the realm of norm. I yeah. wasn't going there. I was going at the title of my show. Family reunion. Right. So can we talk about that? Sure, go ahead. All right. I'm gonna lay it Stop. out. Okay. Like, okay. I'm gonna just repeat what Leah just said. That would be Leah Faith, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it is there was a lot of gifts given. At Bards Fest, and like, it was awesome because we got a gift, didn't we? Yeah. We got a gift. All three of us did baptismal. All three of us got the same gift. Yeah. All, all three of us got the same word. And what God did was gave us a gift, an unbelievable gift. Yeah. It's called being spiritual brothers and sisters. Spiritual brother and sisters. Yeah. So and I'm, and it's so hard to describe this, but it's real. It's like our entire connection was made. Like almost like we've been no, we were supposed to be together since birth. Not kind of yes. You know, Scott, it it's because we do not understand the connections in the spiritual realm. Um, it's almost as if the New Testament is a foreign book to us. Oh, good. Because yeah. Paul, when you read Paul, mm-hmm. do you understand when he talks to the, the 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 Corinthians? He says, "My soul is poured out for you." These are these are real life connections at the, at a spirit level that are not the same as even flesh and blood. Right. That's why when when Paul would be left alone mm-hmm. or when people would abandon him, it hurt so bad because these were his brothers and sisters in bonds. That you know, there's times when he says, "No one's with me. Everybody left me because it got too hard." You know. Yep. And when you go hard for Jesus, you go hard for people. All right, so I'm going to read scripture that totally sets this on stage. Ready? This is Matthew 12, 48 to 50. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards mm-hmm. his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. Yeah. For whomever does the will of my father who is in heaven, yeah. he is my brother and sister and mother. You know, what you're talking about, Scott, is supposed to be Christianity 101, yep. the family and the body of Christ, but it's not because you can just, if you can, li- if you can go in and out of a church, you're not part of the body of Christ. That, that church is not part of a body. You know, the pilgrims, what made them so special is that they covenanted. What's a covenant? It says what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Mm-hmm. If you're hurting, I'm hurting. Yep. You know, and what, what made them so special, their pastor, John Robinson, when he sent half of them away. It was like sending half of his family away, knowing that he's not going to see him again, right? And the first churches that came to America, they were covenantal churches. I mean, covenant, covenant, covenant. Donica Hudson does amazing teachings on the covenant where you can't break a covenant. You know, you think about like, a blood covenant where brothers, you, you slice your hand open, slice your hand open. Let's go, Kesterson, get the knife out. No, that Jesus already did that. Okay, that's we don't need to do that. But here's the thing, like, if if somebody comes out to you, my warriors are going to war for you. They will die for you, right? Right. That is family, and that's what the disciples had. That's what the early church had. And, and, and I'll tell you something else. We don't have it with each other because we don't have it with Christ. Wow. And when, because we don't know what it means to be in the body, to have him as our father, to be the bride. We haven't, and I'll tell you this right now, 
Most Christians haven't covenanted with Christ where they say, Jesus, what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Well, what we experienced at Barnes Fest was the... Oh, my goodness. It was the body. It was. I've never been I've never been a part of anything that... You know You know what I didn't see? Kids falling down get hurt. Right. Whiny kids. I didn't see arguing. Mm. I didn't see anything like that. How about this? I, I love this. Remember William? We're going to talk about William today. Mm. Remember William? Yes. Okay. He lost $1,300. Fell out of his pocket. Wow. It was returned to me with the paperclip on it, accounted for 100%. He got his money back completely. No thing stolen. A wallet was dropped. You know that. Yeah. And and Wasn't not, it? Didn't it have $3,000 in it? Yeah. It had a lot of money. Who are you people with that much money on you? Come like, on, seriously, I got lucky to have like 20 bucks in my purse or something like that. Like, you know, all I got to do is cancel my credit cards if my wallet goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And get a new driver's license. Is that awesome that or what? No, it is. And I tell you what else it was. Every time I turned around, somebody was doing something without being asked to do it. Yes. Well, we were you you had the you had the ministering going on and yeah. the talkers. I mean I say the speakers, but then you had people ministering to one another. It was it was a yeah. living action that everybody in the process was engaged in ministry of some yeah, fashion. Yeah. And it was it never stopped, and then the campfires afterwards it just went on and on, and we we were rolling as a standard roll about six for myself. I was up by six thirty every day and going to bed by two thirty in the morning. Yeah, I'm still doing that by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got video. Yeah, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Can you mute that? Okay. I, I did. Okay. Oh, that was me. I'm going to start texting this link to a bunch of people in group chat. So you I'll just turn okay. it out. Okay, it's okay. All right, so we're good, and we got. This, this it's a pretty amazing. All right, so I just wanted to hit that. Wait, right can we talk about family real quick? I want to talk about family. Can we talk about the oh, news? No, you can't tell that news. You don't even know if you have permission. I'm telling it. There's a newest member. Oh, the there Barnes is. Family. Okay, so first I'm going to hit this piece. <laughs> Are we allowed to all right, so at the it's uh, going it, now. It, it's going live. So <laughs> it's going to go all over the world right now. So I'm going to set it up, and then you can clear no. it. You okay. can close it. Okay. okay? So we do this, we're, we're all hanging out. Sunday, by the way, this is how Bards Fest rolled this year. We had an informal, it was quote unquote informal, that became like mega assembly on Wednesday. Well, let me jump in on there because what was so cool about that, mm -hmm. it was setup day. Yeah, that's honestly, right. Honestly, what setup day was, was the bonding time. Because when you serve mm -hmm. together, you bond together. That's really good. That's true. All right, so we got, you're right, so we, we had that foundation. And then um, we went through the whole week. And so it was just supposed to be in my, I mean, in our schedule, you were going to have morning sermon, yeah, sunrise service, and then <laughs> it was going to be a break. Well, what's that? It's me texting Brad Cummings the link. But okay. Leah's phone on silent always has my texts come through. All right. And so Brad, get on here and just quit playing around. Get over here. So anyway, we, um, so the Sunday service led to, Another like fifteen baptisms or something. I don't know how many. It was like no, no more than that. No, there had to be another at least twenty five or thirty. All right, so going. we did we did over eighty baptisms. Yeah. Okay. And Sunday is when you guys and I did baptism, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. And let's right. talk about that real quick. Why we got baptized? I just want to clarify something because a lot of people are like, "Oh, I was baptized once. I don't need to be baptized again." Baptism. A lot of people say yes. It's a declaration of 
this is, you know, um, Bailey, you can get down. It's okay. Come on, babe. This is my testimony that I am, you know, giving my life to Christ. Right. But a lot of times you just need to, you need to wash and be cleaned. Jesus yeah. was baptized by John the Baptist. Hi, John the Baptist in the John the Baptist that baptized on Sunday. Uh, Jesus was baptized by John the but Baptist, he was saved. but he, he was he's the son of God. Right. Right. It's a sanctification. But he's, but he's in the body of man. Yes, yeah. exactly. And there's a kind of a cleansing. And we just spent five days casting demons out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good idea to maybe get a little <laughs> cleansing. Go to the river and wash yourself. But so much came from that. Yes. So here is my piece. I mean, my reason, at least what I was led, was that so much had been happened with the prophetic words, the gifts, the whole experience and the whole shift in what Bard's Nation is about. Yeah. I was just like, I have to step into something new. And for me, it was a new stepping into a new, I'll just use the term loosely, not really loosely, it's a new anointing. Yeah. And so as I was doing that, um, what I, I made the decision, and it wasn't, I wasn't going to do it, but Brian sat there and looked at me and he gives me this eye of like, dude, you're going to get baptized? And I know yeah. that look when Brian gives it to me. The look is like, I've already read where you're supposed to be. You're going to yeah. get baptized. I'm like, That's okay, it. I'm going to get baptized. Yeah. So we all do it. We all get the same word. And we still haven't got the, the other piece yet, getting there quickly. Yeah. And then we have just an amazing prophetic word that's given multiple times about us being spiritual brothers and sisters. That was the gift. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, so it's just like family comes together. And we had this happen a lot because a lot of people, we have a prayer team that came together like that. We have a family. Yeah. You were talking about the, I mean, just like people assembling like they didn't know each other. And all of a sudden they like they were bonded. Yeah. yeah. There were two, there were two young ladies that I prophesied over that there would be three of them. I got her, she got filled with the Holy Ghost and I prophesied that there would be three instantly. Uh, the next girl that I'm praying for standing right there, she gets filled with the Holy Ghost. And I recognize, wait a minute, this is the one. They're the exact same age. And instantly, how old are they? Tell them how they're old are they? 17 years old. Instantly, when I say it and I tell the story to the one, they glued together and they started crying. And they were just like like long lost well, Brad, What Brad Cummings called this, which I think is, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of accuracy in this. And I had another word on this, but... What Brad called this was a spiritual family reunion, which I completely agree with. Yeah. But what when I was praying on it, what I got from this and what God put on my heart was you've experienced breath and life. Yeah, that's good. That's his name. Yeah. Right. Yahweh. And and that's Yahweh, right? But as as much as we can say it. Because right. Yeah. it right. And then today when I was when I was praying on it, it was like, This is the garden. So there's something really powerful that's going on right now. And I and I will tell you honestly, with everything that we're touching, because you know, we're in this kind of digital human world, you and all we've all talked about it today. I mean, literally like on the phone early this morning, all of us doing different things, but always the same thing. Patriots, I'm just gonna tell you honestly, what Bardsfest just did somehow, and I am I'm telling you, we don't Leah just said it earlier, we don't fully understand the world of the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you. We have rocked the demonic world. And I'm telling oh, you, rocked it. Time. And big it's time. been such, it's like God just dropped a nuclear bomb. Yeah. And it's crazy because someone said that there was like a, there was a, somebody's guy, crazy, I don't want to say crazy, but it's more like patriots are going to be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to happen on Sunday. And it did. Well, Sunday was the Day of Atonement, by the way. Right. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, right. I mean, that's a really important day. And we're actually, it's interesting because you're going to be here with us 
before the start of the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Which is Are really, we doing meat? You will be here. Are we doing meat? We are doing okay. We have meat that we have meat that you know. Thank you plenty of meat. To the to uh Tag <laughs> and Becky who are giving us a quarter of a cow from Bard's Fest so that we can afford to feed this guy who's on the carnivore <laughs> diet. No, we, we actually have, have three we, freezers we full. We have three of, freezers full of meat. We have a freezer for chicken, a freezer for pork, and a freezer for beef. We can we, give or take. Ish. So here's here's the honest. I mean, I'm just going to get to the cut of it right here. I love these two ladies. And what's awesome is we have this like brother sister love that just blew up. Right. And uh, for Bard's Nation. And you know for, what we did? You cutting people. No, off. I know that, you're that's now we're together. Now you're there. No, Here's yeah. the thing, though. That's what happened. Like people don't flow, like we flowed. No, we don't. Well, because that's the Holy Spirit, man. And, and, and there's like this thing that happens that God, I think, just proved that he can rewrite bloodline. And I'm serious. When I, this was, I was praying on his like bloodline. Yeah. Right. So we've seen something here and we're, we're feeling it. We're seeing it. And it's so like, hey, sis, how's it <laughs> happening? Right. And then there you are. And then it's like this long lost nail that comes in. Can't explain it. I was trying to explain it to my parents last night. I love them to death. My parents are the best. Hi, parents. It's, it's, hey, mom, Hi, yes. Billy. Hi, Lloyd. I mean, they are the best. And all of you that met them at Yuba City, I wish they could have come to Predonia. It's a little long for their trip, and it's just a little difficult, but we'll talk about that later. But anyway, just they're such awesome parents. And I know my dad's probably, I know he's like, you're doing what? Like witches? Like, my dad's like just solid, you know, his faith solid. He's like, what's that? I'm like, whatever, we got it. Yes, we were casting out witches. We were breaking them down, but... He still loves me. He probably thinks I'm crazy, but it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. I mean, it's just like, and it's so, there's just so much richness in all of this. And just the the flow of this, it's like God's bringing families together, weaving it together, right, in such an amazing way. And um, So to talk to why we were why we were baptized, you know, I, I told people that. You're going to need to talk loud. Okay, this can moment. they not hear us? Well, turn on the pod bean and watch us on Rumble. <laughs> what a great idea. Okay, so I start in Joshua. Uh, this would be the Founder's Bible, to which I have 140 of them in my house. If you live near me, let me know. You can have, we're, we're, okay. we're going to get you a Founder's uh, Bible. Hold on. What's your code? What's your promo code? Resistance Chicks. It's Resistance Chicks. All right, so you need to go to thefoundersbible.com. I'm, I do this well, so hang tight. So you're going to get the best Bible ever. Brad's just got a new round of publications going on yeah so i want you if you don't have one if you're going to get them for christmas do it because seriously this is the only print you're going to get before christmas so if you're going oh, to buy them buy is it them really now. yeah we're not going to get any more before christmas but if you oh. live near us we have 140 in our house yeah right so me. either way you're going to use resistancechicks.com or resistance chicks resistance chicks for your promo code at foundersbible.com. The yeah, founders, you get the 20% founders off. It's pretty powerful. It is. And so you, I think you guys should get less of a discount, and we should get more of a kickback. The kickback on the Founders Bible isn't that great. The discount all goes to you guys, so feel really good about that. Yeah. There you go. That's we want it. you to get these Bibles. We want you to get the Bibles. That's my point. We are so, Scott and Leah and I are so behind these Bibles. We don't. We want you to get the discount. Just so we're clear, like any, any money that's come out of this, it's, I mean, for myself, it's gone into... Anything, something related to Bars Nation. Yeah, yep. okay, all so, the time. And that's that's literally what has to happen, and we've got to. But we want you to have these Bibles. This yeah. is like the best Bible ever. 
Thank you, Brad Cummings and Thank team. Thank you, Brad. It's so awesome. You get to read like in the beginning. He, you can read it in Brad voice if you've heard him. It's pretty powerful. <laughs> and um, I can't Joshua do means, uh, and the name Joshua means God rescues or Yahweh is salvation. And this story, uh, this is a story of the conquest of the promised land under Joshua's leadership. And so I began reading this on uh, the 18th, and Bard Fest was going to begin in uh, three days. And three days they were going to enter the promised land. And it was about consecration. So um, why why was I baptized? Because the Lord told me, he said, go over the River Jordan, Come on. which was the Ohio River for us. Go get everybody else's land, which the one, number one prayer request that I had, it's usually prodigal sons or healing. The number one prayer request I had was land. land. And I knew it, and the Lord confirmed it. So you all are getting your land. The Lord confirmed it. He said, go get their land. So everybody who asked for land, I was like, you get land, you get land, you get land. Okay? But I tell you what, I read this, and and, and something happens with um, circumcision and circumcision of the heart. You you lose part of who you are, and you gain mm, um, really a, a specialness. So in chapter 5 uh, of Joshua, um. The Lord told Joshua to make for yourself flint knives, knives and circumcise again the sons of Israel a second time. I was baptized. Oh, that's really good. A second time. Yeah. Okay. And Joshua made made these flint knives and circumcised. This is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males and all the men of war uh, died in the wilderness along the way for all the people who came out were circumcised, but all the people who were born in the wilderness had not been circumcised and they had walked for, for 40 days. So... Their children whom they raised up in their place, Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised. And they consecrated themselves. And then in, in verse 15, it says, uh, or verse 14, he says, No, no, rather I indeed come now as a captain. Of the, I was talking about the angel. Um, I'm going to come back just a minute. There was an angel. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and he looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. This is so important. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. The Facebook live stream spontaneously ended. Okay, go it. check that out. It was just on. Okay. Um, it's still live. And it came about when Joshua was... Devonese in my chat. Pastor Devonese in my chat. <laughs> Pastor Facebook. De pa Pastor Devonese, hello. Bless you. So happy to have you here. Thanks for stepping into Podbean this morning. I was glad to see you. My girl, my we, girl We love here. Pastor Devonese. She'll have to... Okay. As a matter, oh, fact, matter of fact, I just need to, I'm going to cut you off here a second. Okay. Okay. So I was talking to a friend of mine, just totally awesome. He called me from Georgia and he said one of the most powerful moments for him, and this, he's awesome. I mean, he, he's, we watched most of Bars Fest and he said one of his most powerful moments from him, for him was when Pastor Devaney stepped up on stage. Yeah. Because he said, he, his comment was, he goes, that took such courage and it was so powerful in mm -hmm. the statement of unity yeah. And how beautiful it was to watch her step in with courage and to join in in the love of Christ. Thank you, Pastor Devonese. Okay, so Michelle, are we going to be back or no? We're on Rumble. Okay, so we're back on Rumble. All right. So we're in Joshua 6. Now it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and he looked. Behold, a man was standing opposite uh, him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and he said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Now get this mega, get this Donald Trump. Get this Donald Trump Jr. Get this Clay Clark. Get this General Flynn. Listen up. 
You think the angels are just going to be for you because you're mega, because you're Republican? You know what the angel Lord said to the whole host of Israel? He said, they asked, are you for us or for the Democrats? <laughs> it's in there. Um, no, rather, I indeed come now as a captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on the face of the earth and bowed and said, what has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, remove your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And this week, what we learned was we, we don't ask God to come fight for us. We find out where God wants us to fight with oh, him. Oh, so good. So good. So good. And that's, that's on, I'm going to piggyback that. We don't pray for victory. We pray from victory. Yeah. That's it. So, I mean, that what you just said is so awesome. We, we let God place us on the battlefield. Yeah. And there we fight. And from that point, we pray from victory, not into victory. So we're not praying for victory. That victory is already there. We're praying from victory to and bring. And that's yeah. Revelation Red Pill. You do not get to decide something right now. You know, I have been out of the news for a week. I opened it up and I see Kari Lake going crazy after Ron DeSantis. And I see this and that and this and that. And I was like, be gone, foul spirit. I'm not even going to touch you. Yep. You guys have gone the way of Bellum. Mm -hmm. Like, you mega, mega, mega crazies, okay? <laughs> Come on and listen. The spirit of God has left you. The way they're running. The way they're running right now. Yep. Okay? Between Miss Hansy in the theater... Miss Affair with Corey Legowski, okay? Miss Jason Miller, you know, having an affair. That was That's old news, and, you know, he needs some deliverance. You know what the, the, the Trump team all needs? Deliver. A heavy dose of deliverance. And Jesus. And Jesus, because I'm telling you something. I don't blame, I honestly don't blame Christy Noem. I don't blame Lauren Boebert for just being um, kind of hookers. But um, <laughs> I, this. I, and let, let me just, I'll do it. They need, they, they're being attacked. They're legit being attacked. They are legit being attacked, but they're being attacked because their morals went out the window because they sold their soul into politics. Oh. Okay, so here's the deal. You made a deal, whether you liked it or not, with the devil. You opened the door to yeah. everything that comes. Yeah. And so you become a, a, a servant of the flesh yeah. rather than a servant of the people. And unfortunately, Christy Nome, I mean, when you're having an affair on your husband, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. No, I don't hate to say it because just people know what I'm going to say. You're a slut. So there you go. Yeah, no, sir. So, so what do you say? I'm I'm gonna get a message from this, but Leah, don't say that. Donald Trump, the prophecies, he's the anointed. I'm gonna tell you something. You know, you could be anointed by God, but be stupid. <laughs> David, what, what if, what if David had the affair with Bathsheba, and everybody was like, "Don't touch David. He's God anointed. Don't go tell him that having an affair. No, no, Samuel, don't go tell David that that's a sin." Don't do it. Like, do you guys read the Bible at all? Like, Scott's here, so I'm going with Scott, okay? <laughs> like, re legit, if you're going to spend $79.99 or something, read the thing. Okay, so that, that that's that's the deal here. It's, it's actually, you know, it's an old marketing trick. Did you know that? Boy. It's just so cool. Because if you want to get invested in something, spend the money to be invested in something. Mm. It's You're upending Babylon. Babylon is what you're doing. Mm. So what, what happens is, is when you, like, okay, so as an example, okay, mm -hmm. totally off topic, but it's important. You want to get into archery, right? If you're really going to get serious about archery, invest in good equipment mm -hmm. because that binds you in, in a strange way to the 
art, and then you're you're compelled because of, as much as we may hate to admit it, we've been shaped by material world. So in this, use that to your advantage. This is mm-hmm. how you turn evil to good. So yeah. like in a Bible, like the Founder's Bible, it's yeah. gone $79 or whatever. When you put the money in it, you're going to be compelled, whether you like it or not. And then it's the great process of this. You begin reading the Bible, yeah. and the Bible will read you. That's yeah. Oh, that was good. You've been working on that one? Yeah, for quite a while. Yeah, that that's that's like so. Yeah, that's like then I then I end with the promo code and I start with you know the founders Bible. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, good. It's good. I'm just loving seeing all the awesome people in the chat. So why don't you tell them the next part? Okay, so two girls embrace. That's only face. Okay, toothpaste probably. What? So two two girls embrace. No, you just you're peeling. All right, I am peeling. We're all peeling. We all got sunburned. Um, You're my little sister. This is how this show goes. You're on this show. Like, she doesn't, like, even, like, ignore things. She, like, legit picks, 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 like, why we're on the show. You You all answer in the chat whether that's the reason why you tune in. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, listen. Here's here's the deal. We didn't finish. We had to get back to something. We didn't finish. We, We, like... We haven't even told the news of the I know, latest or, Bard's family member. Okay, what is wrong so, with you? No, it's not what's wrong with her. We just went off and off onto whatever we were doing. All right, so here's the deal. So we get into Sunday night. Remember, like we're not, Bard's Fest is supposed to end, was planned to end, and we just keep going. We have baptismals. We plant three trees over there, three fig trees, by the way, which mm-hmm. were Chicago figs. Punky, our mod who's in Chicago, that's a message. Get your tail and your family down to Kentucky. That's good. So, um, so anyway, we. Um, Nikki we says get, it's why she's here versus Podbean. Why? <laughs> to see, see the interaction. No, okay, that's a, good. I have a, I have a thing I didn't in my put eye. something in your eye. I know. So, I think I so we are, we're oh, into where we are now is we, we're in the evening. We're hanging around the fire. A lot of stuff's going on, which is a lot of cool stuff's going on. Fantastic stuff. Stuff, secret stuff we can't tell you. Uh, right. That's it's like James Bond 007 stuff. And so, in, in, and we get to the end of the evening, and we've had this amazing evening of just friends and family coming together. Truly, it was just blessed. And Leah. Now Devonese is on Rumble. Okay. She's following us <laughs> everywhere. I'm sorry. I'm just really excited about it. She says adorable. And Devonese is awesome. Thank you. you. Thank you, Pastor Devonese. Devonese. Pick on my feeling skin, and she says adorable. Pastor Devonese is coming to the next Bards Fest. So anyway, anyway, so Leah then gives a prophetic word. To Pastor Paul Cantrell uh-huh. and Christine. Yeah, it's pretty personal. Are you sure it was yours or it wasn't mine? I, I don't. I think it, I started it, and it was like pretty intense uh, and pretty personal. I would yeah, like oh, to take credit. That, for that this. would have been a statement. Like, yeah. man, that was like for family only. Yeah, I said but, it first. Okay, okay, so you two were you shared it. I got it. I legit don't care. You shared it. So here's the deal. The word was. You're like that they have. And remember, Pastor Paul Cantrell and his family, and Pastor Paul Cantrell and Christine have. Ten, Ten children. And and so Leah says and Michelle, they shared it. We're gonna solve that problem. They say that they were going to have twelve children. No, so she says that. I said I said some more personal stuff before right. that. So Michelle says you're gonna have well, twelve children. Say. You did. Yeah. And she says, That's the word of God, you're gonna have twelve children. And the eyes like Paul and, and Christine are like eyes are like, Oh no, you're kidding me. So what's the news today? We get a text message with a a positive pregnancy test that says that we are going to be aunties. So we are officially. Oh yeah. So I get a better one. I like mine better. You like yours? I, I do. What was yours? I thought it was a joke. So he's sending me a picture of, of a pregnant. Wait, it's official. 
and his mind is blown. And I literally thought this it was it was a joke. And I was like, is this a joke? Is this for real? And he says, no, it's real. Literally happened. Christine says it's your fault. Welcome to the family, sisters. And uh, yeah. So so, so my, mine says hi, Uncle Scott. Ah, uh, it's just totally awesome. So we got no. Malachi. No, so that was ours. It's official. Girls are aunties. Name. Oh, you got See, the title. Oh, that's the good. Okay, that's listen good. to this name, Malachi King. Wow, is that what they're? That's talking? what they're gonna do. But do you don't even know if it's a boy or a girl yet. But he knows. He knows. He's named all his kids before they're born. So I want to go over these names. So they have Ayana, Elijah, Gabriel, Isaiah, Judah, Silas, Adoniah, Gideon, Levi, Zion, and now Malachi is coming up. Wow. Wait, Boom. I, nobody's gonna do if it's a girl. It's awesome. That's number eleven. Number so 11. one more after this. So you got fifty we'll percent. Unless on there's the twins in there. Oh dear. <laughs> well, the the, the 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 you know God is God is about multiplication, and you know what we're praying for, and I do want to pray for this. Um, the Cantrells need land. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's all do that. Let's. And let's you know what the kids? Today. You know what the kids wanted? It's kind of like if the kids could ask God for one thing, you know what they want? They want land. I want land. They want to be out and be able to run and play. They want to land. They want to, you know, yeah. they, they want animals. They want to grow food. So, That's what Christine wants. Someone said which state. I don't think they we care what the land is. I don't think they, they care which state. They just they, want do they tra They're like a traveling band. Right. I mean, if you. I if, think they're still going to travel. They just want to First of all, I think problem. Ohio is a wonderful state. Yeah. <laughs> so is Fleming's Look at that. Punky beat you to it. She's wrote in there, or could it be twins? Good job, Punky. Mm -hmm. On the on the edge yeah. of the of what you're doing. Good job. Yeah. So, hey, so this and is so, this is just literally. All right, so hold on. It's resistance Chick Nation. Was it Resistance Nation? Did we just did, we can say resistance nation. Re resistance <laughs> nation. I'm I'm just gonna invite you once in a while to come over to Bards Nation chat on Podbean because we really do have a great chat. They do have a great chat. We have we're just awesome, super mods, super people. We embrace you. Come on over. It's it's good, and it's good. So anyway, where are we going? Keep no, going. what I'm thinking is, as the reason why I titled this on Rumble and Facebook. Well, first I think I just put Scott in there, but on the thumbnail, um, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. We stepped into something this past week. Where we are literally so out of heaven. Ho ho. This we stepped in to what has been prophesied and prophesied and prophesied. That's good. Of the greater works. Come on. Oh, and thank this you. This is the greater works. Amen. And we stepped in. We literally stepped into it. It was like we. It was like we. We stepped into another realm. It's the heavenly realm. Is that the whole point? We stepped into another. I went somewhere else. I legit. Okay, but guess so, what? But I took. I brought it back with me. Right. It right. wasn't so there. The, I brought it with me. That's the gift. So the gift is, and so just for those of you that, and because I've seen a couple of comments come up, it's like, oh, it's waning. It does not wane. Just lean, lean into it. Lean Stop. In. Right there. I don't know where you are at. I have not slept or ate in like <laughs> nine days, and my throat is raw because God keeps. I was, there's more deliverance I have not going on stopped. now. I have had people calling me on the phone. I have been praying for deliverance. Leah and I were on the phone. Let's talk about Corey Terry for a second. Oh man! Okay. You want to tell that story? It's not waiting over here. It is. It, it is accelerating. Pastor Brian calls you. He's like, I can't even. My brain won't fit in my head. We are. So I don't know what y'all are doing. There has been zero wane. No, we're getting phone calls. We're getting uh, the Howard family wanted to call to talk to us tonight about what God's doing, and I was like, I can't tonight. There's we'll, been we'll, okay. So we'll later. The, the only way and I they can... all got filled with the Holy Ghost on Sunday, but on the Sunday. 
So the way that I can tell you is this was like a spiritual bomb. Okay, I mean, and, I, and I'm not exaggerating about this because every the number of people that, and you can see the testimonies. In fact, last night, and I had um, our great mod, Nikki, go through and she started grabbing, just grabbing screenshot of the testimonies we've had of this. Yeah. Testimonies are incredible. I'm getting a ton of testimonies. So people Willie, that weren't even there. Willie, yeah, okay, so that's great because Willie, who owns a property currently, which we're going to talk about in a bit today. So he currently owns the property. He talks to me yesterday because, yes, people, we are talking. We are in negotiations as Bards Nation Collective to buy the property. I'm not kidding. And, and it's God's hand here. Well, the so negotiations I'm, are pretty much done. It's a matter of details. It's just de Exactly. It's just details of cash down and payment terms. That's it. And it's, it's already done. God did it. It's incredible. Very fast. Very fast. Because I literally just called Willie on the phone. I said, here's the, here's the proposal, what we've got. And he's, uh, he says, yeah, that'll work. Just like and, that. And why? Because Willie is doing something that we all need to understand. He's listening to We God. don't get to, well, yeah, but we don't, we don't get to own land. We right, only right. steward it. Only steward it. But I'm saying that without lying, he says yeah. openly, he will only go where God leads. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not a sale for him. He's already turned down yeah. two offers because... It doesn't fit what God wants him to do. So, yeah. yes, so we're working on that. And we're going to run a big fundraiser and all that, so get yeah. ready. It's coming. By the way, if people are curious because I'm over here for uh, people on Rumble, that's I was drinking Bard's coffee today, just so you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's a nice a, cup to have there. A nice, that was done by one of my Bard's Nation people. That's oh, that's awesome. awesome. Very nice. Did was, you get the one that was a gift in the blue bag? I did. That was a fantastic was one. Was that a Bard's Fest cup? That yeah. was It was a Bard's oh, Fest cup. Whoever did that, thank you very much. Okay, totally, yeah. Totally awesome. Okay, so I want to talk about our phone call today to prove to you guys that this is not waning, at least on our end. And you can catch this fire, by the way. This is not just, oh, Scott and Leah and Michelle are on something. No, everyone that we're talking to yeah. that, that grasped this fire is going, including Corey Terry. So we were supposed to have a phone call with Corey Terry's wife on Sunday on the way home. Never uh -huh. happened because we were God had other plans. <laughs> um, that, that would be a word like <laughs> two a.m. Sunday morning plans, right? So oh, no, and which would be Monday morning actually, right? Exactly. Okay. We got home at three thirty. I think I went to bed yeah. at four thirty after debriefing Patriot Gallery. Um, so Monday it was a blur of God stuff, Tuesday, another blur. And last night I laid in bed and I was like, I have to talk to Corey Terry. His wife's in Romania. Okay, so I'm gonna, I, yes, you did. You told me last night on the phone, it's urgent. Yes. I have to, we did not know that today was his wife's last day in Romania. I knew he, she was leaving on Thursday. That's oh, I didn't why know that. I knew okay, it was that urgent. was new to me. Okay, so I was so gonna give you credit for something, but get it Oh, now. thanks. He had told me that on like Saturday. So. Corey Terry's wife, he was a speaker at Bards Fest. He is the Green Beret that gave With Scott the little his boy Green going around hugging everybody. Liam yes. and, so and Mattia. I, yes. And you don't I, want me to gloss over that. You want to take time I, on I it? want to take a moment. Go on ahead. Because I want you to understand how it, it's one thing to receive a Green Beret from somebody. Okay. That's like over the top. Okay. But this wasn't that. This was his last Green Beret that he wore in combat. Wow. wow. And he gifted it to me. And I am still processing that. I'm just telling you because, man, he is he is a, he has a heart of gold, and it is so amazing. So, yeah, we're, we're Nikki's working on a clip for that on, on TikTok. By the way, we are on TikTok now. Thank you, Nikki, and thank you, ladies, for get, getting Nikki directed that way. 
Yeah. She, you inspired her. Yeah, you inspired oh, her. Okay. To do it. Yeah, All right. Way to go, Nikki. The, making okay. the clips go viral, because that's really important. Yeah, so she's, she's doing great word. clips. She's already, she's already started. It's just awesome. Go, Nikki, go! So we're going to, I want everybody to go over it. It's, wow. it's Bards Nation official, or Bards FM official. Okay. There's some other clown did something. So anyway, we're done. But anyway, Bards FM official on TikTok. Hit it. Get, sign up for it, everybody, because it's going to, Nikki's doing great, great work. Okay. Everybody but the children are allowed to watch on TikTok. Um, okay, so his wife um, was in the hospital with her dad. Right. He's very sick. Yes. He's lived a life. And they are desperate for healing, not just outside, but on the inside. Right. And so Corey really wanted us to talk to his wife. I did not know what to expect, by the way. He now, just said, I want you to have this phone call with my wife. Now, Bard's Nation's familiar with this because we have prayed into this at least two or three times. Okay. And, and this, but this is the first time we put a name to it. So it's not just a matter of being familiar. It's right. a matter of the fact that your prayers affected something today. So you need to know that you were a part of what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, good job, Bard's okay. Nation. Kick it. Good job, Bard's Nation. Kicking it. So they have tried to get to, to be able to do a Facebook or Internet phone call in that hospital for two weeks and have not been able to do it. Today we talked for an hour and a half. It's incredible. Okay. So... I don't know if anybody out there that's watching has ever evangelized or or ministered to someone through an interpreter. It's very difficult to do. Yes. Because it, much less via uh, a, a choppy, choppy connection. Okay. But we prayed and we <clears throat> prophesied. I don't think there's a harder way to communicate. No, probably not. Corey Terry gets baptized in the Holy Ghost. So let me just real quick yeah. before you go there. Okay. If you haven't even used an interpreter, let me just start with there. Yes. Because I lived with an interpreter for basically three and a half years. So does Corey. He knows it. Yeah. And it, it's it's an art because you have to learn to use your interpreter correctly. Right. And it's not easy because as you're working, if you're talking and you have to give the interpreter time to process. Sure. And if you're not giving that gap, and the interpreter has to be able to take in what you're saying. Yes. And then be able to translate that. It, it's a really And you have to use simpler words. Right. And it's a, it's a very important... I had to, I had to learn that. Right. You, you obviously did a fantastic job, but I'm just, I wanted to caveat that because if you haven't worked with an interpreter and lived with one, yeah. it's, I mean, it's a bond you make because you have to get inside each other's head. Yeah. And you learn to trust one another and... You learn to read a lot of body language because you're bridging your culture, their culture, and then essentially there's a third element, which is the receiver. You have to see how it's being received. And that's the thing. And see, here's the thing. We uh, couldn't see her, and we couldn't see how it was re being received. Because the phone was facing up like this. All we could see was the ceiling. Yeah, okay. And she was also being qu fairly quiet because they're in a hospital room, and they're not. They're trying not they're to They're not alone, of... and there must have been other people in the room. Exactly. Now, us, when we were speaking English, it wasn't a problem. But then when we started to have her translate, she kind of dropped her tone down a little bit more. And so it was even more difficult. But I will say this, that the power of God fell and we led him to Christ. Leah did. Led he, him to he Christ. Accepted he accepted Jesus Christ. As a savior. Leah prophesied over him about his childhood, told him that he had to forgive himself for his alcoholism. And the entire time that we're going through this translator process... He's saying yes. And you yes. can hear in his tone that it's not just a yes, it's a yes, yes, yes. Like he was feeling it. 
the most difficult part. What was interesting is when we talked about how, how Romania has demonic spirits. Yeah. There was, there and and was, witchcraft. Was, I used the word witchcraft. He yes. said, he said yes. yes. They know. Yes. Hey, I just love this real quick because um, it's such a compliment to Corey Terry. The heart of the child is reflected in the heart of the parents. Mm-hmm. So this was just written in our chat. We need more adults like Liam. Yes, yeah. and we're going to get to Liam in a minute. Go ahead. We are going to get to Liam. Um, but Mattia, his older brother, was there. And he. I had him. I didn't know if he was there. I asked Corey. I said, is Mattia there? He said, yes. I said, Mattia came around. He was just on the other side of the camera. said, I want you to lay hands on your dad's head. So he did. And it was through Mattia's laying on of hands that Corey Terry got filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, wow. Okay, and so we are praying in the spirit. We're prophesying. Then it comes time for Leah to ask for an interpretation. All of this was prayer before the interpretation. Right, right. Okay, we're just praying in the spirit. We're prophesying, and the power of God is falling. Corey's got the power of God on him. Corey's praying words from God. Then we get time for the interpretation. And I think you you suggested it, but I kicked off the prayer. And so at first she's just translating my prayer to mm-hmm. him and we're hearing a lot of yeses then leah leads in a i want you to repeat after me so then it goes leah says it uh yopar says it then her dad says it wow awesome okay so this is like boom 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 it's not just one interpreter nice job leah right leah there's faith. the holy spirit he's ready he's by the way, and ready it's leah faith yeah it is leah faith. it's leah faith yeah so we um it was the Holy Spirit because I could tell that he was ready because he loved he I could tell he loved Jesus. That Romania is a Christian country. Uh, when you say Christian country, it means that Christianity rules and reigns there, and demonic forces are falsely occupying. They have yeah. they have been yeah. you know they've they've lost the, the 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 hold. But Christians have already won Romania. They've already kicked out the demons. They've done it once. They're going to do it again. So the the the, the nation already knows about Jesus. And you know, she, mm. Yopar said she grew up Christian, right? Mm. But um, when I was talking to Corey, he was saying that um, um, he wasn't. His father-in-law wasn't a believer. Okay, in that the his mother-in-law had a hard heart towards God because God wasn't answering prayers, right? Because right. their prayer kept kept they kept praying that um, their father would stop. Being an alcoholic. And that, and that was essentially, we were doing this, some of that with the breaking off chains. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a point here of intervention and, and uh, intercessor, right? Mm-hmm. That has to happen. And we went as far as we could. So, I, I mean, again, I, I think kind of like a lot of these things, you prep the battlefield, but the ultimate healing has to come from the family, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you guys are able to walk them in on target and like literally like detonate. And every family is different. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, there's a lot of alcoholics that aren't open. Um, but this particular man, the Holy Spirit has showed me that he drinks because he's broken and because he has seen some dark things, and he answered in the affirmative. Wow. He said, yes, yes. And I said, you lost something as a childhood, and he said, yes. Wow. He said, yes. And this is a man. And it was more like... A- it was, he was like, he was like, yes. Yes. You understand. Yes. Like you understand. Here's this like, person. You get it. Here's this person in the United States. Can't see your face. Don't even know what it looks like. Barely can pronounce his name. I keep forgetting how to. I think it's just fairy. Fairy. Very. I thought it was with me. Okay. I think it's fairy. So, and, and, and we're able to sense in the spirit and he was so open to it. Yeah. So I know that your prayers, Corey's prayers 
Yopar's prayers All we're hitting home. had 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 opened him up to where he was ready to receive this. And so as I was I, I made a couple comments and because he kept saying yes, then I said, repeat after me. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Oh, wow. You got it. And he says, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. <laughs> this is beautiful. And he says, and I say, I want you to be Lord of my life. And he says, I want you to be Lord of my life. Forgiveness. That's so awesome. Okay. And so we're walking it through and we've walked even farther. And, and, and I even told, I told this stranger, I said, go home and love your wife. And she's, she's interpreting to her dad. Uh, this lady in, you know, Ohio is telling you to go home and love mom, you know? And, um, and I said this, I said, love your wife with the love of God. Oh my goodness. There were, there were times when you told her, um, to, to tell him that she forgave him. Yes. Right. And then, uh, Corey, I think walked Mattia through telling his grandfather that he forgave him. Oh no, this, no, that came straight from Mattia. That came straight from him. Like Mattia was prophesying and he knew exactly, this child knew exactly what was going on. And I need to give a shout out. I saw at, after um, Mattia got baptized on Sunday, um, Pastor Anthony pulled him aside with his whole family and they, they zeroed in on that young boy, Pastor Anthony and his family. The whole family did. Mm -hmm. The whole family zeroed in on this child. And so they're praying for this child because this child is Romanian. And this child, therefore knowing Jesus, has claimed Romania for Jesus. That's pretty awesome. And what Pastor Anthony and his family did was put a mantle on him and make him a warrior. Wow. But you know, that was, you, you do know that that was my word for him when I baptized him. Did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. It was pretty amazing. That's amazing. So what was what was the word? That he is to be a warrior in the footsteps of his father, but greater in the body of Christ. Come on. That was wow. the word. That was his, that was the, the word God gave me as we baptized him. So the word I actually when we were walking around Bard's Fest and we're praying, I'm praying for Yopar and I'm and, and I keep thinking, I'm thinking about Romanian, so I'm praying and praying. And I keep seeing Dracula. Mm -hmm. I keep seeing Dracula over and over again. And I and I I don't know if I told this to you. Yeah, I think I did. Um, and I don't know if I told this to Corey, so I hope Corey watches this back a little bit, uh, because this is Corey's mission now, and Corey's mission-minded, and this this goes along with the word that the Lord gave me for the military men. Military men are those that rush into battle when everybody else is running away. Truth. They're they're the young boys, just like Trey and Trevor. And, and even Ethan, who dress in camo all the time and are ready to be in battle at any moment and would lay down their life for anyone at any time. Uh, God bless those young men. They're, and those young men are the ones that go into military service. Now, what the devil has done is taken the best, the brightest, the most passionate, the most uh, selfless, the ones who would lay down their lives, and has gotten them to fight for him. And the one thing that, and this might hit hard to you military men, but please take it with love. The one thing you miss is you lack discernment in who you should be fighting for. Okay, so I'm going to back this up. It's massive. So I, anybody out there that's listening, especially soft guys and special forces guys, please hear this. I had this exact conversation spontaneously with a close brother of mine. Special Forces, 18 Delta, that means he's a medic, and 
sniper who was also soft D, which means he was Delta Force. Okay? And his words were this, and I'll do the best I can to repeat what he said, but it's exactly what you said. He said, it's hard for us because we have been told to assess victory by details and statistics. But what's difficult about this war, and he says, I'm seeing more people waking up, is we have to re-earn our right to take the word of God as our authority of where and as our commander-in-chief to know where we will fight because we already know we have won. Wow. That was tonight on the way here. Okay? That's pretty awesome. No, that's so good. And I was literally getting these words all last night. And I, I blame him because like he, he <laughs> he's like getting up and getting these words and the Holy Spirit's like, boom. And I'm like, I just, okay, I'll write it down. I'm trying to go back to sleep. And then I just wake up again and I'm just writing another word. And yeah, that's I, my fault. And and I think when when the Holy Spirit flows, Michelle tried to take a nap today. Did not work, by the way. I'm laughing. Because she's this is like this morning. I'm up at five. We're doing all sorts of I'm doing all sorts of we're prayer work. We're all up at five. We're all up at five. We're just on fire. We're talking to different people that are calling us. We're praying with them. It's doing great things. All sorts of greatness happening in the world of the spirit. And Michelle types in the text. Oh guys, I'm gonna go take it. I'm gonna go get some rest now. Is I'm, that how I said it? No, you didn't. You said it like this. Hi guys. I'll do it a little nicer. <laughs> Hi guys. Hey, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go take I'll get back to bed and try to get some sleep for about an hour and a half. And I was like, yeah, What right. I said. Right. That's gonna 21 happen. Twenty one minutes later of Boom. laying and tossing and turning to like try this. to figure out how this was it, all it, gonna it, work. It, it would sound like this. Okay. Boom. Okay, so yeah. I wanna read it just because it's how the Holy Spirit said it. Discernment for the military guys. I know the connection between the kinetic warfare and the spiritual warfare. Military guys are lacking discernment. They have training on how to take down an enemy, but they don't have discernment in who the enemy is. They gained valuable knowledge on kinetic warfare that can be used to teach others the art of war. The spiritual warfares can teach them discernment. The U.S. military is an arm of the bad guys. Um, where am I at? I just made it bigger. The... Is uh, uh, nothing they do is led by God. The the bad guys, obviously. That mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. The military. These men thought they were signing up to do good. They have heart. They have tenacity. They have commitment. They have loyalty. Yet they lack the very thing needed to use these gifts properly. The ability to distinguish between friend and foe, not on the ground but in the heavenlies. Who they take orders from and trust makes all the difference. Don't understand <laughs> in um. So if they if they don't understand an order from the United States government and they do it anyways, innocent lives are destroyed. If they don't understand an instruction from father, but you know it's him, only good people uh, are saved. So number one, the, you have to the discerning, discerning the voice of God over self, the discerning of spirits and ask father to give you the gift of discerning of spirits on a deeper level. This will clear up much confusion. So um, this is where military guys, you all know that. Iraq was a setup. Seven countries, five years. Yep. And you all went in. You dove in. You went. You fought the wrong guys the, for the wrong people. But that wasn't clear at the time. Exactly. But, it, but, but the Holy Spirit knew it was clear at the time. And you could have known if you were in the Spirit. And so these are kind of things that we need to take. We need to take responsibility for as Christians. In order to move forward, the it's not our the body has of Christ failed the military. Sure, sure. These where are the prophetic war voices? I didn't know. I've already taken responsibility. I voted for George Bush two times. I've had to repent. That yeah. man is an arm of the deep state. One million Iraqis are dead. 
And that is partly because of my vote, because I did not discern. I, I'm, and I could blame my age. I could blame my church. But I if when we all t- turn and we recognize and we it's, so, it's not a bad so, thing to repent. You know that, right? I know that. Okay, so let, let me let me let me I'm going to speak some speak to military guys for a minute. Can I do that? Yeah, I hurt your feelings. No, you didn't. <laughs> now I want to I want to frame it because I hear everything you're saying and you're right, but I want to frame it this way. We are, what we now know, we are now responsible for. Yeah. And that's accountability. And every person yeah. out here in uniform and has worn a uniform understands the importance of personal accountability. Mm-hmm. What we have to accept, like it or not, is that we were played. Yeah. Yes. And the do- loyalties that we gave to the country were used for the benefits of the elites. And once you get in the fight, your optic doesn't work about strategic. Your work worries about survival on the ground. So that, that's a true statement. Uh-huh. So where we are now that we know is that we recalibrate and we put our eyes on the single commander-in-chief, yeah. which is our father. We place ourselves before the throne. We repent for past mistakes and commit ourselves in the heart of the new army, which is the banner of Christ. And in so doing, all that you were and all the experience you gained becomes a foundation to become greater in the kingdom yeah. and charge forward in the battle cry for Christ to destroy that which has caused such evil on this world and free mankind. There is no greater, no more noble mission than that right there. God God does this cool thing where it sometimes looked like he planned something because it turned out so good, yep. but he didn't plan it that way. That was a mistake. But all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it would almost be like, wow, you know, I should have had that kid out of wedlock because that kid is is turned out to be this awesome kid. Well, in reality, God wanted you to be married and all these things, but he can work everything out. He is God. He is king. He is Lord. He is sovereign. He is sovereign over time. And so you need to be encouraged that no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you think, no matter how many mistakes you've made, God can turn it around for his glory. However, if we need to take responsibility so that... The next time a pandemic hits or a, a they show up with aliens, fool me once, shame on, on, on you. Fool me once, shame or fool me twice, shame on, and that's a George Bushism. Shame on the other guy. What, how does he what, saying that? I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying. You know the Bushism. Fool me once, and I'll stand in front of the next shoe that hits me in the head. Yeah, exactly. So, it's shame on it's shame on me. And what I want is for these military guys who have learned the art of battle. Oh, and have yeah. learned all of this to shift in their discernment. And it's it's just like, you know, it, it's in anything. If you have wonderful training and you're trained by the bad guy, okay, which is what you were, you have to recognize it, own it, own it. That's it. I was trained by the bad guy. I'm going to take the bad guy training and I'm going to go into his lair and I'm going to use it against him. Have you, has anybody watched Jason Bourne? Yeah, but see, okay. here, here's the great thing about the great warriors in our military. They don't, I mean, look, they will give you your heart like nobody. Yeah. I love them. That's why I enjoy being with that brotherhood. But once you realize, I'm just, I'm just going to speak to the deep state for all <laughs> you out there, for all you out there that are snickering or thinking it was like you might be like thinking you got some game. Here's the deal. You betrayed the greatest men of morality in the world who gave you everything 
for the sacrifice of their lives and their brothers to protect something that was actually not there. Mm -hmm. So I will only say this. Wrath is an amazing thing because once the heart of the warrior turns to the heart of God, I just tell you, like, you might start running. That's all I'm going to say. Use these weapons against the right enemy. That's why you need to foster a relationship with the Holy Spirit so that you can discern between good and evil. Yeah, it's very good. It's so dead that on. you can discern that right now the U.S. military is, is, is gone. There's no good in the U.S. military. It is being used by the deep state to do... Um, to, to, I mean, look what we're doing in Ukraine. So let, let's go back to Corey Terry and Colonel Pete Chambers. Yeah. Okay. Cause, and, and Cam Hamilton, you're in this because he's Navy SEAL and, and these are all America's best. They were all at Bards Fest. Brad Miller, we love you. You're still in this, uh -huh. even, though, even though you stayed at a hotel, but we're good. Oh my goodness. Uh, he look, said next time he'd camp. Yeah. He better. Yeah. He's part of, he's part of a legacy. So anyway, here's the deal, and in all seriousness, um, you're seeing a pivot of the tip of the spear moving over to place their eyes and focus in what is great, greatest. Yeah. And what we see in this, and I'm, I'm going to point to Corey, and what you see and what everybody witnessed was the true warrior. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? Corey puts on the green beret. He is, he is the best and yeah. what he does. And he, I know this, okay? He's like, you can't get better. But what you saw was how Corey was greater in something else. Mm. He was greater as a father. Oh, my. Yeah. And the reflection of his son and his children in, in that in Bars Fest, mm -hmm. Mattia and Liam. Mm -hmm. Liam, oh, my goodness. What a ch precious child. Do you want to tell him about yeah, that? Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to tell him this. Okay, so we had an amazing sermon Sunday morning. And, and I'm just going to be honest, I don't usually say that because I gave it, and that doesn't sound like something I normally do and take credit, but I'm going to give credit to God because truly that sermon was just flowing, and God just was giving words, and it was beautiful, and it was relaxed, and it yes. was just full of Jesus. Yes. And so here we are. And um, What was Corey's, what's his military title? He, he, was, he was team sergeant. Team sergeant. Team sergeant of a uh, ODA. So that's a huge, huge thing. Corey is like, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. So we're in there in this flow and suddenly, and because we're telling you this story because unfortunately, because of just the way we didn't expect Sunday to be as big as it was, we did not anticipate needing another day of the sound guy. And as a result, unfortunately, we didn't have live streaming Sunday. But that's okay. I think you guys, you streamed it, didn't you, on your channel? We did. Okay, it's on so Resistance Chicks. It's on ResistanceChicks.com. So, I mean, here's the deal. So, when we were giving the sermon, I looked over and Michelle pointed to Leah, and Leah was just absolutely in tears, sobbing. And it was just, to me, it was just one of just a beautiful mm -hmm. moment, this whole thing. And I motioned to Michelle, and Leah came up, and she just... Put my arm. I just put her my arm around her, and she just put my head on my shoulder, and she just she fell into your body like a puddle. Okay, well, okay. However, that works. I don't. I just. It was like this. Okay. I don't even remember. That's it was all like good. that. Okay. But it was awesome because Leah gave a testimony that just put everybody in tears. 
And it was just the beauty of the moment. And she was so moved because she spent so many years not going to Sunday church because it just was dead. It's the dead stone walls, the skinny jean pulpit and the pew marshmallow thing. And what what we were having there was a true church. Yeah. It was the, it was the, I mean, the love of Christ, the love of everybody there was fantastic. I hadn't been in church, I think it's in 2004 and my whole life. That was what I looked forward to. Right. So you suddenly had the moment yeah. and it was just moving. And I, and I, and I, I wanted to want to say this because this is what Bars Fest was for all of us. And on Resistance Chicks dot, on Facebook, I just uploaded the video of him hugging. Okay. So awesome. Watch it. Okay. So then cool. And we'll get to that in just a second. So I am, but I really want to hit this point because for every one of us, and I don't mean just us here, but everybody, Bars Fest was about vulnerability and being secure to give it. Yeah, that's good. It was huge because tears flowed and it was tears of heaven, literally. It was just healing. And if you all didn't see me get choked up, wiped out by the gift from Cam Hamilton of, a, of the flag that he carried in his last combat tour. Oh, my goodness. And gave that to me as a gift. And then oh you see goodness. what Corey Terry gave me, which was his last Green Beret that he, that he wore. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it just those things I'm still, I, I'm just so you know, like I've been sending Corey these pictures and it's like, the, the flag and the and the Green Beret ride in the passenger seat as I'm driving. When I go into a hotel at night, it sits in the hotel with me. It never gets packed. It's like the most precious item I have. And it's a gift. And it's something I just so deeply am moved by. So anyway, we, we continue. Leah is giving her testimony. And Corey whispers to his son, Liam. And he says, I think she needs a hug. Yeah. But Liam reads something different. And this is what was so precious about the moment. And this is a reflection of the father and the mother. And that's why I love this so much, because the child reflects the hearts of his parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so here you're watching a child, a new warrior in the kingdom, reflecting the beauty of the warrior and mother he is from. And yeah. if you want to see the depth of who this man is, you're watching it happen before us. You uploaded on Facebook? And his son goes out now and goes chair by chair and gives everybody a hug. It was unbelievable. The whole crowd was in tears. And it was just a beautiful moment, a precious moment of just incredible. So this was Bard's Fest. I mean, literally, if you want to capsulate Bard's Fest, that was it in that moment because it was a dynamic. And, And then... Corey came up and gave testimony. And, and see, that was what also made Sunday service so amazing because there was no script. Okay? Yeah. It's not like, and just so I'm clear, when I say I gave, I'm really very happy with the sermon that God led me to give. give. There was no script. I had no idea where we were going. I didn't prep anything. I just sat down and said, let's talk. And I just opened that up and let God flow. And that was the same with Leah. It was the same with even Pastor Anthony came up later. So did we... What time did we actually get started? Because, like, at like seven thirty. Yeah, we started at seven twenty. Feels like we like we had church until like eleven. Yeah, we did. Thir- like we had like a four. Yeah, it was incredible. That, like that. There's a great one right there. Like literally, you go to service. Literally, like, oh, I can't wait to get out here in thirty minutes. This thing was. A and we flowing. didn't want to stop. We didn't want to stop. We went from there, to where we went up. All of us to the baptism. At, so we went up to. The baptisms, and while we're doing that, I mean, everybody's starting to take down chairs and starting to get. I mean, just it was just spontaneous. We didn't even have to ask, and then we went up and did baptisms, and then it was we started with you two, yeah. Which, by the way, was just awesome, and I, I'm going to say this because so I, I'm, I'm going to give my own. Don't I'm, Facebook Messenger. I can put them up if you want to. 
Go ahead, keep on. Okay, so I'm just going to give my own testimony because I've got a couple things here. I got to baptize two of Pastor Contrell's, Pastor Paul Contrell's, and kids. and kids and really? Christine. I miss two okay, of them. you. You baptized Christine? No, two of them. I said, and they're okay. Okay, they're it was Adonia who was saying before. She even got there before she even knew that we were going to have baptisms. That's and she's right. like, I'm getting baptized. I'm getting baptized there. I'm going to get baptized right. there. She didn't even know that we were going to have baptisms. So we had that. So we had those two. And then we got up there and I got to be part of the baptism of both of you. Um, Pastor Brian Bryce did yours and I did Michelle's. Yeah. So Pastor Brian did Leah's because you can't see my finger on Podbean. I'm pointing. <laughs> so Pastor Brian. Anybody on Podbean, you can actually watch on Rumble for, for a little bit if you want. So and so um I but we were Pastor Brian and I from Glad Tidings Church were doing both we were together. So Pastor Brian did Leah's and I did Michelle's, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then um Matea and Corey was there. And Matea yeah. wanted to be baptized. And yeah. and I was able to do that baptism. And it was just, man, I'm just telling you, just thank the Lord and and just blessed. These are things that when like when you do this and the, the, it's such a blessing and such a trust, you know? Yeah. And I just um you know, we did it like we so before mm-hmm. I'm just gonna total transparent, I had never done a baptism until Yuba City. Really? Right. And so we did it and, and Pastor Anthony was in there with me. Giving, just walking me through it. I'm really thankful for that. And so we went from about five approximately at Yuba City. We did over 80 at this Bars Fest. And the thing that I keep saying about these baptisms, which is so different than, say, a church, is that we, these are people that are all brought there, they've all traveled distances. So it's just, it, it, was, it, it was an intentional thing. It wasn't like, okay, do, what, what do I need to do to get Jesus? It was like, it just, it came out. And some people have been waiting two years to get baptized, which is wild, right? So I am right now on Facebook. I'm going to put together a compilation. Thank you to Candy. Candy took all these pictures yeah. of all the baptisms. Yeah, I know. So I have them now. And um, I have the ones I've taken and the videos I took on Sunday. And we're going to make a compilation. I'm working Good. on that. Um, so you guys are going to be able to see that. But if you just want to see Mr. Scott Kesterson be baptized, that is right there up yep, on Facebook. Get it, get her done. Get her done. That's it. Um, because these are the kind of things that encourage when you see. And I recognize this is this is the we're the, the we're the dysphoria right now. We are the um So Michelle, are you gonna send that over to my parents direct? They have it. Okay, I sent thank it you. to them. Yes. You did? You didn't I did. tell me. You didn't In the middle of the night, oh. like four AM. Oh, that's why I didn't know. They, they should have told you. They, I haven't talked to them today. They didn't say like, "Oh my gosh, Scott, that's so beautiful." No, because have you pro- been baptized before? This is be my third time. So okay. somewhere, somewhere in my youth, I was baptized, and then I on, in 2017 after that train wreck of disaster that I walked into and, and got cleared from, and Jesus came to me and God told me what I needed to do, and I accepted Christ fully in my life and all that good stuff. Wonderful moment. I was baptized then, but here's why. It, so I. My baptism, what I really wanted to say here about this, because I, I think that was an hour ago we started that. That's pretty good. So that's good. All right. So um, what for myself, not only was it an important moment because of all the prophetic words spoken, all the blessings given, 
And it was obvious that I needed to step into a new place in Christ. Yeah. But here was the other thing. At presence, there was Brian, Pastor Brian from Glad Tidings. Mm -hmm. There was Pastor Anthony. And so that represented in the baptism itself, Anthony, fire, Brian, water. So it was a fire and water baptism, which is fantastic. Yeah. Then there was Corey Terry as Mm -hmm. my witness. Corey Terry. There was Colonel Pete Chambers. And there was Jared, who came from Harrisburg, Oregon. He was just, he is, man, the dude is, he's not a pastor. He says he is, and he's actually a pastor. Mm -hmm. But he just, he is so powerful with, with deliverance, and he's just such a solid man. I tease him, but uh, when I say this, but because I, when he, we, he took me up and we got my cattle up there, and he just mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, let's go." Yeah, and I, I literally end up sleeping like three hours on the trip because I was so tired, and he just kept going. Mm-hmm. He, he's just that he's a, such a giving soul. So that was for me super important because I had before me the counsel by wise counsel we wage war. Yeah, right, and that was a blessing. Yeah. Amazing blessing right there. So really, really cool. So I'm going to read to you guys uh, again from the Founders Bible. This is Luke um, chapter uh, 10. And Jesus had sent out the uh, 70 and the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to your name. And we did cast out some demons. And he said unto them, I was I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Do you understand this? Do you understand the power of this this scripture? Yes. Okay, so this is what the Revelation Red Pill is all about, by the way, because there is no way, no how, that any deep state, Bill Gates, WEF, can get a hold on me. The devil can't touch me. Well, good. Okay? And that's how I know that however certain people have viewed the end times or Jesus coming back or whatever— they're wrong because this scripture tells me something. He says, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. He is not talking about legit snakes and over all some know all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. And he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. And at that time, he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to babes, to infants, to little boys like Liam to prophetically go around and give people hugs. To prophetically go around and give people little eggs. <laughs> okay, so you need to, I, and I, I can't articulate it like you did, because that was really another amazing. Michelle, why you talk about that? Because I know you were with Liam giving the eggs. Okay, so um, it was really fascinating because, you know, leading up to this, we wanted people to be able to bring food. Mm-hmm. So I told uh, Ke- any, produce from, any produce from their farm, Kevin and Christine Taylor said, we were going to bring a bunch of eggs. I said, bring eggs. Jim Conley says, I really don't need your eggs. So they've got like a ton of eggs, mm-hmm. like ridiculous amount of eggs. So Sunday morning comes around and we're like, okay, guys, just come and take some eggs because we don't want to take these home. Everybody needs to go home with some eggs. This goes to show you that children are listening to everything. So guys, when you're cursing around your kids and you're watching TV around your kids and you're watching all this stuff and you think that they're not paying attention, they are listening to everything. 
Okay, little Liam decided opens up a on his egg. own, sees the egg sitting on there, and opens up a curtain and starts taking each egg one by one and going and handing every person an egg. And I know what they're thinking as this happens: like, what on earth am I supposed to do with this egg? Right, and as right. I began to watch the crowd hold their little egg in their hands, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I have another reason for why Kevin and Christine brought these eggs. They brought these eggs because people are going home with something that they're going to birth, but they need to know that it's precious and they need to handle it. And so I told everybody, your egg is going to have to make it home. Your egg is still in your Jeep. Oh, heck yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's a farm egg, so it'll last until you get back to Oregon as long as it doesn't get wet. Yep. Right? This is something that that is so on, prophetic and transformative. On his own, Matt Thayer's son, Matthew, got up to help. I asked Matt Thayer, I said, did you ask him to go help Liam? No. He said he just got up and went over to little Liam. And, and he was going to follow Liam because Liam lost a little bit of track of where he was going. He gave away a, several, and then he kind of went running around. And Matthew was going to follow him around. I said, no, go ahead, Matthew. Go ahead and hand them all out. And he, and so he got a prophetic word from God. Children were getting prophetic words. All right, I, I got my egg. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, it was it was wild. So he, Liam came up, and he, man, he like. He yeah. slow. Oh, this was epic. And I want you guys to go back and watch this on the live stream, by the way. He slammed that egg in your hand. <laughs> like, did, did you see it? I thought he was going to break it. I though. thought he was going to break it, too, and he didn't. I know. You got this? Yeah. No, I do. I do. I have this. Uh, I actually have to get going. Okay. All right. To, We're gonna I keep going. To go, though. She's got. She's got I've things got to do. You guys know diabetic this diabetic timer that I can't. You guys know this is how we roll. Okay. So. So yeah, I want to finish this because this We're is. We're still gonna. When do you get back? Like, in an hour. We'll probably still be gone. So okay. Whatever. So there's more to this. There's more to this. Okay. He says to infants, "Yes, Father, for this way was well pleasing in your sight that He would reveal." things too when we have when we have a childlike faith in military guys you need to understand this you need to have a childlike faith and i think that cory terry got that and understood that oh, yeah. and because cory terry saw his son operating the power of god cory is going to take romania for jesus oh i i totally agree and this know? is i can't <clears throat> okay so there's this whole thing cory you're, you're hearing me and i know you're here but you're just you're getting just talked about tonight because <laughs> you're so much important things that you represent i'm just this is i'm just i'm just talking right to you Corey. you represent something that's much greater than i think because you're extremely humble yes and you are you're a humble servant and you've been a humble servant to this nation yeah and that's truly the epitome of a quiet professional so um a lot of the reason i think you're coming up tonight is because you represent something that I think so many people need to reach to and God wants them to reach to. Mm -hmm. The great thing about a great thing about an operator like Corey Terry is in terms of like singleton mission and going into an actual country, they can and will, if necessary, do that. Mm -hmm. Ideally, they roll with the team. But this is what makes this caliber of soldier and this caliber of man and this caliber of father so significant because it is the ability to assess and to overcome and to adapt and to be victorious. Yes. 
So literally, there is a, a piece here that I think that in a, in a physical and spiritual plane, and I, I've been getting this all day, and I can't completely form it, but we're in the process right now and, and of taking back this nation. Mm-hmm. And it's taking it back as it's taking strongholds back. We're, we're already launching attacks against evil across the world. And a yeah. lot of this is happening in a spiritual level. This is where the deliverance that Leah and Michelle did today, the, the continued work that we do, the prayers that we've done on Sunday where we've gone literally, or we've gone over and prayed in, for things in the UK, we've prayed in things across the world. And oh, we, I have to tell you guys something because part of that deliverance, I was at a house that has this giant world map from like, had to be from the 90s because it still had, or the 80s because it still had the Soviet Union. And it, and it was literally probably about six feet wide and like three feet tall. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to Corey and it has like the bumps in the map. And I was like, I'm talking about Romanian. And I was like, I literally, while we were talking, I went over and I found you know, Yugoslavia and all these different places. And I put my hand on that whole region while we're praying. Wow. And I nice. don't think that that was an insignificant thing. No. You know, why, why this giant map? Why am I praying for somebody in Romania? Why did Corey Terry come? Corey Terry came and his son came because they are taking back a region. And it's, you know, man has its own borders, mm-hmm. but God works in regions and oh, that was another word the Lord gave me last night, that there was somebody there represented in America from every region in America, and that Corey represented the region of Romania. And his children are taking back Romania and taking back the, 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 the serpents and the scorpions and the demons. And you guys know the, the word I got when I was talking, thinking about Romania was Dracula, Count Dracula. And what do we think about when we think about Count Dracula? Sucking blood. Right. And it wasn't until I was, I was driving, I'm on the phone, we're on three-way phone call, and Michelle said, who's in Romania right now? My arch nemesis on, uh, in, in the world that I haven't even done shows on that I, because I'm afraid that, that, that his little bots will come and mass report me because that's what they do, and it's Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate um, has wormed his way into conservative world, has sucked in Candace Owens, Mike Cernovich, Paul Joseph Watson, Tucker Carlson, and they are all running the ball for a child pedophilic sex trafficker. Yep. And he has stationed himself in the region of Count Dracula that sucks blood because that is what he does because he has a head honcho that's above him who is a an avowed warlock who is a is a male witch and he has taught Andrew Tate, how to cast spells. And so Andrew Tate has cast a spell over, and I don't even think it's Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's a puppet. See, the warlock does not need to be in the presence of the person to cast a spell. And this warlock is casting a spell over Magaland. Magaland is under a full throttle, demonic, full force attack and I'm going to tell you something. You know why they're being why they're so successful? Because they are doing blood sacrifices and they are sacrificing children yep. and they are this is satanic ritual abuse to destroy the very thing that we have all gotten behind behind which was Donald Trump. Interesting. And in the, in the Trump movement. And that it was never about 
I know it was it, Trump represented when people were, ha- were were flying Trump flags. When I was in those Trump caravans flying Trump flags, it was not about Trump. We were saying something. Yes, we, were. we are all one. And Trump was the banner and the flag. And we need a new flag. Yeah, it's called Bard's Nation. <laughs> it's called Bard's Nation. Exactly. It's Bard's Nation. But, so I, I, do, I, want, I want to hit that because I think it's important. And I'm, not, I'm actually not saying that sarcastically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that happened. Again, we keep going back to that, but it's very powerful happening in Flemingsburg. And what we witnessed was a flat command structure that rose up. Mm. You saw it on stage. You heard Brad Cummings declare it in terms of the dread champions of righteousness. You've seen. Did you hear what Doc said on stage? No. You didn't hear. He he did get the microphone. He said, this is the spiritual A-team. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, Yeah, they're very good. Uh, uh, I have heard him say it before. I didn't hear that, though. I mean, I don't mean it that way, meaning between he and I. Um. So we saw something happen there. And it's funny because I prayed a lot on this because I, I wanted to make sure that what I'm about to say was not trying to take something from for uh, an accreditation that was inappropriately given or take, uh, inappropriate for, for the way heaven is speaking. But essentially it's this. There's a rallying call that's happening around a banner. Right now that flag is Bards FM, but it's, it, it's the physical flag of the black flag, and it's important to understand the principle, which is to give no quarter. And there's a unity that's happening under this concept at Bards Fest and in the broader body, Bards Nation. But all that is is a, is a symbolic place in the physical world that really we're all under the body of Christ and the mm-hmm. banner of Jesus. Yeah. But what's happening is it's allowing people to give a focal point and we're seeing the weave begin. Yeah. And it's truly bringing the tribes together. Yeah. And this is by virtue of how we're doing this. And it's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to grow massively. And what you're seeing is this incredible weaving happening Mm. as you see the rising up truly of the body of Christ. And we're learning something as we go here. We're learning of the true sense of warfare. It's, this is a, a body that's coming up and is understanding in its heart that we need to wage war in the spiritual strongholds first. And as we wage war in spiritual strongholds, then we watch the manifestation of this, maybe a bad word, but <laughs> a, and we watch the trickle down of this happen in the physical. Yeah. And it's extremely important to grasp this. Now, this is interesting because I want to go back. You mentioned this a while ago, but I wanted to tie this word in. Something God had put in my heart to talk about three, four years ago, and it was the term, the word bifurcation. Okay. And he also gave me the word Exodus 2.0. Okay. Now, both of those run, they, they don't fit directly in Scripture. And I've struggled a lot with what bifurcation would mean. But bifurcation, by the sense of the New Age movement, is the world literally splits in two. And it means it divides. And what happens is the 3D, what they say, the 3D world, which is all based on scarcity, pain, anger, uh, enslavement, that goes one direction. Mm-hmm. And then the other, and, it's, and they, they never again shall they meet sort of thing. And then the other side, it's like everybody rises up to this great new other side of 4D, 5D world, which is all based on plenty and la, la, la. There's no accountability in that model, by the way. There's no sacrifice. There's nothing, but it's wrong. But my point of it is in their strange way of thinking, it's like once you fall into the 3D world, you are forever in purgatory of some Mm -hmm. fashion or some deal. 
I don't think that's what we're seeing here. I think we are seeing a bifurcation. I think we just witnessed it. But it's kingdom strongholds, and it's from these strongholds that we operate to go into the world and do the primary commission we're given, which is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to do greater works. And what we've been given is this incredible opportunity now to have experienced a stronghold that now carries us into the world. And then as we continue to do Bars Fest, these are refill points, replenishment Mm -hmm. points. They're the rejuvenation points to continue the fight. Yeah. You know, um, my mom looked up the the name, and I'm not sure if Pastor Devonese gets this from this, but there's something called positive uh, deviance theory. She says it's uh, Devonese, and I don't think it's actually the same same word. It's not the same spelling. But in this um, positive deviance theory, it's that we are actually right now we are the deviants from society. We are the rebels from society. There is a positive rebellion, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, good. There's Very a positive good. rebellion, and we know this, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Uh-huh. And Very good. Yeah. we are not the new normal. We are, we are deviant from that. We are deviating from the tract mm-hmm. that the enemy has laid for everyone to walk down. And so it may look like you are a a deviant. People shame you. I've um, I I met some people at um, Candy. I think had said that there's a grandchild that they are still not allowed to see because they're not vaccinated. Wow, that's incredible. Still, what kind of COVID land are let's we see, in? Let's see right there. And I'm just gonna yeah. Like, there's your there's your two words again applied. Yeah. Exodus 2.0 and bifurcation. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just saying because we're dealing with. We're dealing with two existences in parallel here. I mean, we literally have the body of Christ that was awakened at a massive level mm-hmm. of Bar's Fest. And everybody that's watched it has been touched online, yeah. which I will tell you has really been, it's not only fantastic, I just think it's, it such speaks so massively to how God works. Mm-hmm. And we, we read, I read a testimony you sent to me yesterday about it was came from one of your channels about how people now want deliverance and they want to go out to go oh yeah you guys are sending us all kinds of of requests for deliverance and i will say this you can keep messaging michelle and i um our team john and stacy and sam uh jason and cassie will field phone calls but um pastor brian and alicia if you contact there's a contact form if you go to the church of glad tidings in yuba city and you contact and you um put in there and you say I'm coming from Bards Fest. I'd like to speak with um, Brian or Alicia. They will contact you. They will pray you through. They have an open line. They will. They they want to walk you through deliverance. If you have, if you are part of of this Bards, they have opened up. They're like, yeah, we, we want we want you to we want to call. And then they've got something. And we want everyone. We want everyone to be watching in October. Um, their Isaiah 61 deliverance com- conference. Okay. I think it's like the things like the 13th to something. It's the, uh, it's that it's a week. It's, it's Monday through a, a Friday and they are going to teach you. Everybody wants to know how do you do deliverance? We did deliverance. A lot of people got deliverance and a lot of people learned a little okay, bit of deliverance, so, but they can go and learn deliverance. Uh, yes, they can. Yes. I want to, I want to, I want to give some, I'm reading some chat here. I yeah. think it's a really good discussion point. Okay. Let's start with what deliverance is. Yeah. Go ahead. There's two kinds of deliverance. The way I, the way I look at deliverance is um, there's a simple kind, 
Jesus came to set the captives free. You can be captive to your flesh. You can be captive to thoughts in your mind, or you can be captives to the devil. Okay. So most of us are captive to something. Okay. Because he who, he who sins is a slave to sin. If you're a slave, you're a captive. Right. Okay. So you can come and you can ask Jesus into your heart and he sets your soul free from the enemy. But there might be some other things that need to get out of you. Like being captive to the flesh. Like being captive to the flesh. Which would be, as an example, a porn addiction, mm-hmm. which would be something like alcohol addiction, yeah. drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, it's an addiction uh, to uh, just having sex with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are some. I mean, those are, so go ahead. Yeah, so there are open doors that we can have to the enemy. And I was talking to a friend of mine today um, who is a female who has uh, a porn addiction or who's working with one. Yep. And this person said that um, they thought that they were over it and then they fell back in. And I said to her, I said, you know, it's not you, right? It's the devil attacking you. Right. And she said, and, and she had a really hard time with that because she feels like she wants to view this pornography. And she's in, in her in her twenties. And I said and I and I took her through Alfred Kinsey mm-hmm. and she was kind of silent on it. And this was something that I I told a lot of people this weekend. It was not you. It was done to you. It was done through you, mm-hmm. but it was not you. Now, there are times when it's you. And you make a solid choice to go after the enemy. And this is how you know. If you were raised in a loving, godly home and you had a loving, godly atmosphere mm-hmm. and and you still go, the, you rebel, that's you. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. But if you are stuck, stuck in a vat of sewage all around and you get sewage on you, is that you? Right. So and this is important because we've talked a great deal and I... And it's been, it was really part of the deliverance work I was doing this weekend. And it gets to the loving and forgiving heart. Mm-hmm. And why this is important is when we have talked about this, and I think this is a much more matured conversation than we were at last year. Mm-hmm. But the point being is that there was a hyper focus on the loving and forgiving heart, which is still difficult to, to wrap our heads around sometimes. But when you understand the principle that there is influences upon our flesh, mm-hmm. which is spoken of in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, when there are influences on our flesh that are guiding the directions in which we go, that there are, yeah. we are not always looking at the person, but we are looking at the entity, yeah. which is affecting our outcomes. Right. And so this is where, when we talk about a loving and forgiving heart through deliverance and you say, give it to God, it's so important because he can discern, like we cannot, yeah. what the influences and true accountability of the individual is mm-hmm. versus that of the influential agents that are around them. I yes. think this is really important. It's, you know, what I love about Brad Cummings <laughs> is only Brad Cummings has, like, in the Founder's Bible, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven it's seven, seven, eight, nine, ten pages on homosexuality of of him writing and explaining and founding fathers on the homosexuality. Ten pages, ten, ten extra pages Which in your the, Bible on, we, on that. At, at the core of that's deliverance. 
And at the core of that is deliverance, right? So there's a great example because these sexual the, the sexual choices are influenced. Let I me mean, just start this way. There was this game played with science for a while trying to prove that the genetics of an individual were what steered homosexuality, a gene. Mm. They've, they've proven that completely, absolutely debunked that garbage. It doesn't uh-huh. exist. So it gets to the question of what causes it. Yeah. And so now we're in kind of like we're, they're trying to push the environmental stuff or not, whatever that is. The fact of the matter is that it is, it's, there is an influence spiritually that is directing this. And what you're doing in deliverance is to break that connection, that bond. Consider yeah. it like, like a parasite that's now on the back of your neck and it's steering your brain, yeah. that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let me step further into this because part of deliverance, when you do deliverance, um, you speak in tongues. Yeah. So there's a question here in, the, in chat. It says, uh, can, we, can you speak on talking in tongues? I never witnessed that before. And oh, interesting. We, uh, yeah, and we had a lot of that going on in mm-hmm. Barcelona. Yeah. So can you talk about it? Yeah, sure. So um, when I was 16 years old, I was watching Benny Hinn, and um, he had all these like big healing conferences, and I saw a move of the Holy Spirit, and he had this book called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I was um, I was always afraid, like, afraid to give my testimony. Um, I kind of didn't feel like it was cool. I loved Jesus, but I wasn't bold. And I got this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I started to say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And as I did, um, I can't remember exactly when I started speaking in tongues, but the Holy Spirit took me through Acts. And there are several different chapters in Acts, Acts 2, 8, 9, 10, and 19 to be exact. I was 16 years old. He told me to be homeschooled. And uh, when I was homeschooled, I spent an hour in worship every morning. Wow. Um, and I would get words of wisdom and words of knowledge. And he told me to find... As I read the book of Acts, he said, find where there was a second infilling of the Holy Spirit where where you got fire. So baptism with water and then baptism with fire. And so um, in Acts chapter 2, Jesus tells uh, the 120 to wait in Jerusalem until they receive power from on high. Now, well, well, I have the Holy Spirit. I'm saved. Well, actually, Jesus breathed on the disciples before he ascended to heaven. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. That was salvation. So you have an infilling of the Holy Spirit. But there's a dynamos power of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when you yield your body, mind, soul, and, 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 and words to the Holy Spirit. You have to yield yourself to him. He doesn't, he, he doesn't just, just come on you. And don't ask me why God decided to do that. But it was prophesied that in the last days, the Holy Spirit will come upon all flesh. Now, how do I know that there's a second infilling? Well, I read about uh, in Acts chapter 2, 8, 9, 10, there's always a second infilling. Have you heard of the Holy Spirit since you believed? And um, then Paul led some believers in, uh, along the road to, um, to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But in the, Acts chapter 8, Therefore, those who had been scattered about went preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as uh, they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. Okay? Now, I will tell you one thing. Those who do not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit... They, they call themselves cessationists, and they do not see miracles. 
They don't believe that there will be miracles. Sensationist. Okay? That's good. That's good. All right. So there was much rejoicing in that city. And, and I was telling my, my friend today, who's Baptist, I said, the Baptists don't get to see very many miracles. And we got to see some. And she goes, that's sad. I said, I know it is. We need to get in Philadelphia. Boy, so good. So um, absolutely true. Yeah. The, the, the Baptists. Love them, by the way. Yeah, they're great. Love I mean, them. I mean, there's no, there's no, it's, I'm just saying that unfortunately with the way that's structured having been in mm-hmm. there for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of room. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of room for this. Now, I, I was in a in unique church, and that's um, down in Thomaston with mm-hmm. Pastor Travis Graham. Yeah. And why it's unique is they it really was it was a Baptist church, country church though. So you had like the one that ran the the woman that ran the uh, Bible study for the adults. Yeah. She was Pentecostal. Yeah, they're Baptocostals. Baptocostals. There you they're go. They're Baptocostals, and that's what Willie said down there in Flemingsburg. And I, I looked at them, and they, they both said that they grew up in a Pentecostal church. And I said, well, I would have pegged you for Southern Baptist. He said, we are Southern Baptist. Everybody around here is Pentecostal, though. So and they're they're Baptocostals. So explain that. Just the, You are the, the master of this. So yeah. this, so, is, this is just great foundations that we're doing today. Yeah, so, so the, I got to take it to the Word. Okay, so what does it say in the Word? So Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he's proclaiming Jesus Christ, and, and all these unclean spirits are coming out, demons are being cast out, many signs and wonders are happening. And uh, there was everybody was so excited. Now, there was a man named Simon who was uh, a magician. He was practicing magic. And he had been doing all kinds of things, and he astonished the city. And even he gave himself, gave himself over to, to Jesus. And when they that believed Philip, preaching the good news about the kingdom of God— and the name of Jesus Christ, they accepted Jesus Christ. They were baptized, men and women alike. Now, and even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. And as he observed, signs and great miracles were taking place, and he was constantly amazed. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they know Jesus, they're baptized, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And then, for he had not yet fallen upon them, for they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when they laid their hands on them, they were receiving the Holy Spirit. And then when Simon saw, Simon's a sorcerer, he see, he wanted to see something happen. When he saw that the Spirit of God was bestowed through the laying of hands, he offered money. He said, give me this authority and I can lay my hands on people and they can receive the Holy Spirit. What was happening to these people? They were speaking in tongues. They were prophesying. They, they were manifesting the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They could see it. So a question here, which is right in line with that. Yeah. When... Do you know what you're saying when you pray in tongues? That there's two different kinds of ways of praying in tongues. So when you get the the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it's so funny because I talk I talk to people all the time about giftings of the Holy Spirit, and they're like, I have giftings of the Holy Spirit. And I've said, okay, so do you have uh, which? But I don't I don't have the speaking in tongues. Like I, I I'll do all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I won't do speaking in tongues because you have to have an interpreter. And I'm like, okay. So my question is, who do you know that has working of miracles. Well, that one's done with. Okay, well, who do you know that has like supernatural great faith? Well, I, I don't know about that. What, what is the word of wisdom to you? What is the word of knowledge to you? They can't explain 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Okay, when you're talking about um, desiring spiritual gifts, um, 1 Corinthians 14, pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but th- rather that you may prophesy. And here's what you're thinking about speaking in tongues. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Wait a minute. I thought that at Pentecost, 
they began to speak in other tongues. There's two kinds of speaking in tongues. There is a kind of speaking in tongues where you are in a nation and God has you speak in another tongue and people can hear their language. But the kind that Paul said that I'm glad that I pray in tongues more than you all is a heavenly spiritual language. And it says here, for one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands. There's two kinds of speaking in tongues. No one understands you. This is a heavenly language. But in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, see, the reason I pray in tongues a lot is because I want to pray out those mysteries. That's good. There's things I don't know, Scott. See, that's like the greater works. Yeah. And, and I, that's because I talk about this a lot, and it's really good because... Yeah. The first four are very articulated. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. heal the sick and broken, mm-hmm. cast out demons, raise the dead, mm-hmm. which is all great. And then we have this next level, mm-hmm. which is greater works, which mm-hmm. is what is that? The greater mm-hmm. mysteries. Yeah. So what I try to do, you know, the, 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 these gifts are so easy to come upon you that we had Saturday church with the Cantrell kids. And I said, uh, we were doing all kinds of fun um, kids songs, Michelle and I were down with the kids and I, I, I was looking at the time and I looked at the, there was all these Cantrell kids there. And I was like, if we don't at least try to bring the glory, um, these children are going to tell on me to their dad. So I was like, let's see what we can do with and see what the Holy spirit brings. So we're singing, we're, we're singing awesome God. And Michelle goes up to uh, Trey. He's 15 years old. Great, 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 uh, young man of God. And she said, do you want to receive the Holy spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues? And he says, I do. She begins to pray on him. The boy falls to his like almost to his knees in a puddle. He begins to pray in another tongue. The power of God comes on him so mightily, so strong. Another little girl named, um, Katie. And I, you know, it was so funny. I was like, you know, some parents here, kids are going home speaking in tongues. I hope you're okay with that. Um, she's like, what's this speaking in tongues? And I began to sp- explain to her the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can have a prayer language and it will give you spiritual gifts. It will open the door to begin. It, when you speaking in the other tongue is not um, the that's kind of a doorway into the other gifts. You want to desire the, the spiritual gifts that actuate when you're with a group of people. OK, so Michelle prophesied over a little Katie that she would begin to prophesy. So little Katie starts speaking in tongues. While that is happening, little Vivian is like seven years old. She just spontaneously starts speaking in tongues. So then we go and we start praying for Trey's uh, 10-year-old sister, Capri. I, I was speaking some stuff over her, and she was kind of just like mumbling. It's, it's almost there. It was like right here. And um, little Katie comes up and looks at her, and she says, God is telling you you need to trust him. Katie's like 10 years old. She gets a word from God, a prophetic word. She's filled with the Holy Ghost. She doesn't need to go and um, just like, pray in tongues and we do what we were all kind of praying in tongues over Cabri to just activate the Holy Spirit. We're praying out these mysteries for her. And, um, Cabri starts, uh, what happens is Michelle picks up Trey. He's in the glory and, and says, you went down a boy, you rise a man. Now go give what you have to your sister. So he goes and he lands, lays his hand on his sister and she begins to have just, just a, a beautiful spirit filled tongue. And we're all praying. And then Vivian's parents come up and I'm hoping they're okay with what we're doing here. And I'm like, do you guys want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? So her parents get filled with the Holy Spirit. And the prophetic words happen. And so we've got, at some point when we were praying for Cabri, we all, and the Cantrell kids all start singing in the Spirit. The Bible says to sing in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so there was this glorious choir of children singing in their heavenly tongue. And I feel like that particular time I entered heaven and Father stood right there where we were because i don't think that 
The praises of children in their heavenly language can get you closer to heaven. I don't think you can. And that's that's one thing. But I will say this about some people who say, well, you shouldn't speak in tongues in, in public. Well, what Paul was saying is that if I'm doing a podcast with you guys and I'm just sitting here speaking in tongues, I'm going to have a good time. I, it says, uh, for for uh, one who prophesies, speaks to men, and you guys would understand, for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, I wish you all spoke in tongues. Some people say, well, I just, just don't know if that's for me. He says, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy, and greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets so that the church may be received edification. Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what would it profit unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or knowledge or, or prophecy? So um, he says, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than y'all, for by myself, I'm edifying myself. I am going in the presence of God, and I'm praying out these mysteries. And that's why we pray in tongues. But what, what I try to do and what you all can do is ask God for an interpretation. That's great. I, I think that's really important in this whole conversation. And I'm, I'm just, I'm talking to those who are asking questions, which thank you. These are fantastic questions. Yeah. They really are, because this is a good foundation, especially coming out of Arts Fest. What's important is to understand that this is the actual sense of the faith. Yeah. This is it. We, 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 what has happened in the churches, and even, and I'm just, I'm not picking on this, but even in the Pentecostal churches. Oh my goodness, I left the Pentecostal church 20 years ago. Right. It, it's, like, it's, seriously. Because God gave me a word before Bart's Fest, and he said, you no longer need to, to scream nor give the stage acts with snakes. Oh, sure. Right. All I need to do is hear your heart, even in a whisper. That was yeah. the word he gave. Yeah. And so the point here is that it, it's, you'll find that a lot of the deliverance ministry, the way it's shown to the public, ends up being a stage show. And it's horrible. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. And, and that's when we met Brian and Alicia. I was like, oh my gosh, these people are the real deal. You know why? Because they, not everything is a hammer to them. Not everything is a demon. There could be fractured souls, um, inner healing that needs to be done. And, and, and so I, I left, I never, I never really wanted to do deliverance, the casting out demon kind, because I, I left that Pentecostal world, Scott, because the Lord said you hit a ceiling because it's really easy to get these spiritual gifts. A child can get them, mm -hmm. but it takes a mature adult to learn how to apply them. Well said. Now, when we talk, and this is where like, I'm going to just pivot to myself because it's pretty wild when you think about a year ago, I mean, I'm on my road trip from like, my, my Paul Revere Bible road trip. And I end up at men's camp, which is same time, 4th of October, which I'll be there again this year. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks later, I'm down at Isaiah 61. Yes. And you know that trip because I just, I was like, okay, I've got to learn about deliverance. Yes. Now, there are, and I'm just going to say, I mean, there are people that teach that. I do not like their style. But when it came to Pastor Dave, Brian, and Pastor Brian and Alicia, man, we synced. And this time at Bars Fest, it was, it, it was amazing because we literally just were working in the flow of the Holy Spirit. It was just one thing after the other. Now, I'm going to ask you a question because I'm going to answer it too, but I want to ask you first because it was a good question. My dad asked last night. It was a great question. How do you identify a demon in somebody? Because to me, yeah. this, this, is, this is interesting because... I, I really was without words last night, and I, and I probably got, I, I was tired, and I probably didn't answer it well. 
which mm-hmm. happens because when I get tired and I have to think hard like that, I'm like, oh, I want to go to sleep. But anyway, so if, if my dad's listening out there, apologies. So That's here, a here, really good question, by the way. It is. So, And this is the way I'm going to explain it. And it, it, you have to understand this because what you just started to hit on it and I wanted to jump on it. For some people, deliverance is all about demons. It's like, oh, we're going over demons. That's garbage. Okay. Deliverance is about release. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. release. So look at yourself like this. And this is a great way of looking at yourself. You take your car and you're driving down the road for years and years and you never go to the shop. And then you go to the shop and you're like, hey, dude, you got to do brakes and you got to do mm-hmm. an oil change and you got to change the spark plugs and you're going to need new tires. At a spiritual level, that's a lot of what deliverance is doing. We're mm-hmm. trying to unpack those pieces that are blocking you to the connection of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm in the flow right now. So this is, I can feel it. It's pretty cool. All right. So what happens in deliverance as we dig down, what we start to find are the emotional hooks and the baggage that are deep. And some of those things are deep soul pains, mm-hmm. damage. Maybe it's a scar from something that happened in a traumatic event in your youth. It can be a whole variety of things, not limited to anything. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's something that you yourself have somehow created a blockage to because you failed and you've taken the weight of that on yourself. There are also moments when you have done things in, in your life, whether you realize it or not, and you have opened a door, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, mm. to the principalities beyond our reach and allowed an influence into your life from a realm that we can't physically see. Mm-hmm. And that's, see, this is the range of things in deliverance. So, and you're moving through this piece. Deliverance will start, if it's a demonic, it will start to show itself up in many ways. For one, and one of the ways it will be, will be a fight against you to ever say the word Jesus. Yeah. And this, you will come up so fast. And this is one of the ways of a test. Because, and then it'll show up in the eyes. Always shows up in the eyes. And it'll show up in mannerisms. So we worked with a guy, um, and I'll keep his name out, but he was, he's a, he was there at Bars Fest. He was dealing with a tremendous amount of anger, intense anger, violent anger. And he went through uh, these conversations with Pastor Cummings. And it's Brad Cummings. Brad Cummings. I don't think he wants to be called pastor anymore, even though he's the, one of the great, <laughs> great pastors of our time. Uh-huh. So, Brad, if you're out there, you get it anyway. Thank you. Love you. Yeah. So and then you have Pastor Brian and Alicia. He worked with them for a bit. And then Michelle was working with the, the mother who had been kind of the victim of some of this violence. And he came up mm. and all of a sudden people start freaking out. It's like, where's Pastor Anthony? Where's Pastor Anthony? And Pastor Anthony told me, he said, God told me not to show up that night specifically. And so I just, I get, God says, step in. So I stepped in right next to Michelle. Brian ends up being right on my back and he whispers in my ear. He says, Scott, he can't forgive himself. Mm. So it's where we start. But in this process, this individual refuses to say Jesus. Mm. It was like, yeah, you show you show. I'm like, oh, this is getting nuts. So I held him in my hands and I pulled his ear close and I said, brother, I need to know you're in there. I need you to say Jesus. And as I let go, man, the eyes just, the eyes changed. It was like two colors and there was a laughter and a cackle at me. I'm like, okay, we got some demons going on here. And he says, Jesus. And I'm like, trap set, victory won right there. And from that point forward, everything that went forward was a release, tremendous release. Here's another telltale sign somebody's got a demon. And that is when they, they'll do something and all of a sudden they'll start throwing up or they'll start coughing because literally your body's giving a fixed physical reaction to getting rid of something. Yes. And then you see these incredible changes. Like uh, the, 
demons will when they take over people. It can be voices in the head. It can be parallel. They can hardly walk. Sometimes they lose bowels. Sometimes it's extreme violent evil and, and strength that is beyond human strength. These are these are demonic type possessions, and they are real. Yeah. But we have to. Be, and there's different levels. And there's different levels. Oh yeah. heck yeah! I mean, you can have like like a Jezebel spirit that is like that's wicked, or you can have a some sort of sub minion little troll thing that squeaks and you get them out. But, and so the mm-hmm. demonic realm is very real and we're dealing with it. And the difficult thing is that with, with a standard set of eyes that we see, we have to discern in a different level mm-hmm. and start interpreting behavior of what we're looking at. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of how we determine. And as we're working in this, we are st- as you work with the person, and this is why I love Brian and Alicia's style so much. I think you and I are very much the same. We begin with a conversation. We're not trying to, as you'll see what I call ambush deliverance, and I don't like it. And it's like suddenly, like, like we're going to get delivered. And you just start, the pastor just jumps out in the middle of a sermon and just going, you know, cast out those demons, cast out those demons. Like, okay, cool. But it's not my style because you don't get to know the person and you don't get to know the trauma or the needs. And then it doesn't allow you to zero in on the multitude of things that are usually stacked mm-hmm. in a deliverance session. And then you can start having release. Now, the beauty of Bard's Fest was that we were there in a consolidated time and space, condensed, and people, and there were so many great pastoral teams around there, people could literally move through. So this individual we're referring to probably would have taken months, if not years, of visits to a church to deal with this. We did this literally in 24 to 48 hours mm-hmm. because they were able to roll yeah. and address things, release things. And all, deliverance is a process of release. Yeah. And once you released, it's literally these terms... Set yourself free, keep yourself free, yeah. and set others free. Yeah, no. I um growing up in, in kind of a charismatic world and actually going back and forth, it's I never really liked necessarily seeing demons cast out. You know, I, there was a lady named uh, Jackie Van Ippy or something and uh she was she had to do the bloodlines and the and and the see where satanic ritual abuse and all that stuff was. And um, just from from personal experience and people close to me, I found that the church often misidentified broken and split minds and multiple personalities or dissociative identity disorder or um, post-traumatic stress disorder as a demon rather than a broken part of your brain. And I have seen the church hurt more people than help them sometimes by trying to cast demons out rather than just sometimes a single mom was just really broken and needed you to pay your rent and um, needed you to tell, tell her that she's loved. Boy, it, oh, I, I got to jump in real quick. Yeah. That was a word uh, Brad gave me, and that was what made the difference, this individual and others we worked with. The, when you're speaking in tongues, it's, it's powerful and indirected. But it's also, and it, it just came up here, and it's interesting because it just came up here in a comment in chat, and I really want to highlight that. And, and what was written here in chat is that my mom was terrified as a kid by a Pentecostal church. It confused her so much that she didn't even want to go to church, which I think is very unfortunate. Everyone around her speaking in tongues scared her very badly, and people were fi- falling down and yelling and uh, whatnot. Yeah. That's the trauma that we don't need to be bringing in. Mm-hmm. What we did up there, just so everybody knows, there was a whole range of things that was going yeah. on there at, in Bard's Fest. 
And that's why we did this because yeah. there's many multitudes of styles and you're teaming with different people. Mm-hmm. You and I or Michelle and I or Dave or uh, Brad and I or say Brian and I or Alicia and I, we all have, that was an all a lot of me's in there, but anyway, there, we, there, there, was, there was teamings going on that brought different styles to things. Love. Love. And ultimately what it came down to for me, the greatest way to break through was to give somebody a hug and just say, I love you. Love, love, love is, love is great. And unfortunately we live in a world where the devil does counterfeit. Yes. Definitely. So the counterfeit of love is lust. Oh, very right? good. Oh, very good. And so, um, the most powerful force in the universe is the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and the workings of the Holy spirit. So do you not think that the devil has a counterfeit to that? That would hurt people instead of help them. It's a counterfeit. The devil has a counterfeit of everything of everything. And so, how do you know? It's very simple. That they love the Lord your God with all your heart. They love God and they love people. Right. And I was so, this is how I know it was God, because every single person was moving in their zone. And I have been in a lot of Pentecostal churches, and I've moved in a lot of things. And I've seen maybe 20, 30% deliverance, but 80% showboat showboat you know and that's why i left it and and the lord said lord had told me she, he said leah you hit a ceiling with the spiritual gifts now you have to learn to love and serve and the greatest amongst you must be the servant of all and if you're in a church where the pastor is the first one there and the last one home and he's visits the kids ministry and he's helping on the cook team and he just genuinely loves you the gifts of the holy spirit will not be abused Boy, that's so well said. And so everyone at Bards Fest, the, the, the mm-hmm. thing that I always have said about the Bards people is that they will give you the shirt off their back. You know, they may be, you know, some of you might smoke and cuss and drinking people. Cussing. I didn't point. You can't see. I'm podbean. Um, but those aren't the sins. You see, and my mom actually taught me that the sin is in the heart, pride, arrogance. Yeah. Um, hate you know all of these things are in the heart of Mm -hmm. a person everything else is an action outside of a person that can be sanctified and people we all need to be sanctified you know our thoughts our actions and so there's two kinds of deliverance there's there's the demonic deliverance Mm -hmm. and then there is 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 like a memory deliverance of a trauma and a trauma and there's a lot of that and there's more of that than the demons correct and the churches do more demons than they do inner healing. Well, I, I go to Ezekiel 34, and it's God's going to judge the spiritual shepherds. And what's mm-hmm. the first two things he talks about? It's actually the first three. He talks about healing the broken and the sick and then those that have been lost. Yeah. I mean, that's principally what the churches should be doing is healing. Yeah. But it, it, it gets down to like, oh, let's go after the demons. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I, I, I was telling you this before the show tonight after this uh, oh, by the way, Patriots, I just have to say it, and a couple of things. We're not going to do Fishers tonight because we're we're going to just we're running a long show mm-hmm. tonight, which is awesome. But today I went to the Ark Encounter. Is that right? Yes, cool. it's awesome. Yeah, the Ark Encounter. It's in Wyoming. It's in Wyoming. It's in Kentucky. They have literally built a replica, perfect to to the letter yeah. of what the Ark was yeah. is so unbelievable yeah. it's it's so uh, amazing to walk through three levels it's massive it's all mm-hmm. built to scale it's massive you need to go to it yeah. so we're gonna all three go to it but i went to it today <laughs> um 
I don't even know where I was going with that. But anyway, just it was totally off topic. There we go. Went down a rabbit hole. Like no, and, and somebody, the, the person in the chat said, I'm grateful for the show. I myself have struggled with the idea of speaking in tongues for a long time, but this has been very eye-opening. I believe uh, what my mom witnessed was very indeed a counterfeit of the real thing. And, you know, there are many churches. Um, I think I was uh, even talking to Corey Terry where his mom was abused probably in a non-Pentecostal church, from what I understand, uh, by the deacon. And I don't know how that abuse turned out, but um, it was very hurtful and very painful. And you can see it's easy to call out the Pentecostals because when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you get really excited, it is a little bit like being drunk. It is true because it actually says that. It says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. And when you're that excited with the Holy Spirit, you might dance, you might jump, you might do because you're just so excited. You drunk people sometimes act a little stupid. Okay, and you can go a little crazy with it. But my mom would always say, my mom's like, Leah, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Um, <laughs> and so you can control it. But sometimes it is just really fun. And it's, it's funny because Michelle and I on our show all, often get asked, are you drinking? Are you drinking? Are these, are these girls drunk? Uh, and, and we interviewed Dr. Artis and the video went viral. And he, for, for like a year or two, was, was getting um, messages. Hey, what about that, that interview with the two drunk blondes? Right. And I guarantee you in the day. But you can be filled with the Holy Spirit as a joy and as a love. But it also is, it's you yielding to the gifts. Because here's the thing, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Okay, and we talk about the feminine, feminine part of the Holy Spirit. But in, in essence, he's a gentleman, meaning he doesn't take you over. Okay, he's not going to, and I was talking about this with Donica, when people get stuck here and they can't just, uh, well, if the Holy Spirit wants me to speak in tongues, then I will just, I'll just do it. No, no, no. You're not possessed by the Holy Spirit. But see, that's the problem with these stage acts. Yeah. Because they make it look like you're possessed. And yeah. that's not God. But I will tell you, when you are possessed, it will look like you're possessed. Yes, it will. But, but the way God is working is working through us, and it will reflect in the light that we bring to the world. And I'm... And just, you know, even today I was telling you, and um, just that moment today as I was coming out, and powerful, and we haven't even had a chance to, like, download this one yet, but it's coming. I mean, as far as our discussions, but coming out of the ark and walking up, walking down the ramp, and a young girl was wearing with oxygen in her nose, and her mother was carrying the oxygen tank, and the father was walking behind, and they passed me, and the Lord said, go heal her. Mm. So I... I I turned around and I walked quickly and got in front of them and I asked the parents, I said, can I pray for this young, for your daughter? Mm -hmm. And she kind of looked and she said, sure. And I just put my hand on her head and I just prayed to heal and I could see her healing, truly. And I, and I know she's going to be healed. It's not even a question. It was given to the courts of heaven. It was given for healing and it will happen because it was declared in the name of Jesus. But as I left, <laughs> talking about getting whacked by the Holy Spirit, literally just collapsed me. I was hanging on to I was just like, boom, exhausted all of a sudden. That's the way, that's it right there in that yeah. flow, right? Yeah, so um, in, in, in the inner healing, um, there's a book I like called um, Healing of the Fractured Soul. And if you grew up in a loving environment with two great parents, then God bless you and please go heal people. But most of us have not. And most of us have um, hidden memories or traumas in the back. Um, of our brain um, that that will trigger. So what's a trigger? A trigger is, you know, at some point in your life, you were eating pizza and um, a, um, a robber came in and put a gun to your head. So every time you see pizza, you start to sh 
like throwing a panic attack. Right. You need deliverance. Right. right? And, that, and that's, we see that. So for, from a reference point of the forward point of that, yeah, that's what much of the satanic symbolism is doing to the subjects that have been victimized. Right. Because what you're seeing is, and use pizza. Why do mm. we see pizza slices? Because there's a, however they have done it in their trauma, they're basically loosely in a very broad brush in the MK Ultra trauma that they're doing. Right. They've used symbolism so that when it comes up, it triggers old memories. Exactly. And it collapses the person into the per, into the control of their master, so to speak. Right. Yes. And that's where we get into in the details of MK Ultra. There is literally subalterns that are created and they don't even know this mm -hmm. their minds are divided they've fractured them yeah and so where deliverance comes in is to release those breaks and to weave again together the soul that has been damaged this is you know for many this is an outside of, of reality discussion because we don't think in terms of this we go to a psychiatrist we take drugs you lay on a couch you take drugs i don't know but when we're dealing in a spiritual level god can heal all things and so even the most damaged, and we've, I mean, I have great testimonies at a Bars Fest of this exact thing yeah. where people are literally freed. Yeah. And in being freed, they are transformed. And you literally watch it happen before you realize. Yes. You know, some of that is, um, you know, I tell people the difference between condemnation and um, like real sin. If you really sin and you go to God and you've sinned and you ask God to forgive you, you feel great. Oh, yes. Okay. But if you partook in something that was done to you, you can't get free from that. You're always feeling guilty. Right. It's always like a condemnation. And so if you're always walking around and you've asked God to forgive you, this is condemnation, then you need deliverance. And the deliverance usually is you kind of enjoyed something that was really bad, but it was not your idea. Right. And you were brought into that situation and you're running around just feeling really guilty. So we had a woman come up, and I think we, we have a we have a permission to tell the story, Sherry. So she's a viewer, lover. She knows the word because she's been watching our Revelation Red Pill and Corey's round to Kingdom Roundtable. We manifest the kingdom. We know how to deal with demons. We know how to manifest the kingdom. But she said, I just could not speak in tongues. And this this speaks to um, why some people, some not all, cannot speak in tongues because their house isn't cleaned yet, and the devil will not allow their voice and their tongue loose. And so she comes up and she says, I think I need to confess. We had an open mic to confess things and like pornography and anything. And she goes, but I'm just, I'm not sure. And I said, well, you can just, I put my guitar down, I'm playing in the spirit. And um, I said, well, you can just, you can just tell me. And then she begins to tell me, you know, she did some things as a kid, you know, uh, she kissed people, thought that that was what you did, had sex outside of marriage and did all this stuff. And she wanted to confess this stuff. And I was like, um, I don't think that that's your problem. <laughs> I think your problem is that you need to forgive yourself. Very good. And she was like, there comes a little puppy. Um, she's like, whoa. And I could see the deliverance happening, right? right? So that was an open door. And so she began to tell me more things. And I was like, because that it, what, what happens when you tell people that and they do need, and it wasn't their fault, they'll get pained. They'll be like, but, but no, like it's almost become part of your identity to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, that's got to be me. That's the only thing I can think of. It. I chose this. For, for a lot of you, most of you, if you I didn't see our Alfred Kinsey presentation with Rhonda Miller, you have to see it because when you do, Pastor Jason had just talked about how he had gotten, um, Pastor Reverend Dad, doctor, um, had, had gotten free from pornography, started when he was a teenager, and Rhonda Miller was on a round table and she whispered in his ear and she goes, you know that was done to you, it wasn't you, right? Right. 
wow. And, and I said to her, I said, when you're looking at all these things um, and we had watched, she had come up and said, thank you for the Alfred Kinsey presentation because it brought all of these memories to the surface, all of the dark, weird sexual things in her life. And that's when she thought she needed to confess. And I could tell, I didn't know at the time I can look now that there was, she was trying to get free from a, a demon. And um, she came up and I try inner, I always go inner healing first. Mm -hmm. Let's do inner healing first. Let's, let's find who you are. Where are you at? So the inner healing is, you know, what's going on in your childhood? Were you abused? Let's see if there's some healing that we need to get done and, and, and you know, some trauma, walking through some trauma. And so we're walking through um, her trauma and we're, and she's releasing. And, and I just, I walked her through, I forgive myself. And that was really hard for her to say. Well, trauma does a funny thing because it is internalized. Yeah. And, and the person, I want to read this here in just awesome statement. I've actually been praying for discernment on this very issue when it comes to praying in tongues for several weeks now. And tonight my prayers finally got answered. Feeling wonderful right now. That's God. So we'll pray at the end, and, and I think God will give you your prayer language, and you'll be a very effective warrior for Christ. I agree. That's awesome. Yeah, so with this story, um, so with Sherry, we're praying, and I think I'm probably going to get a little teary-eyed because she's been our, in our chat for a while, and um, she's been trying to get filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues for a long time. And it's not supposed to be hard, by the way. It just comes, right? Yeah. So if it's, it's not coming, there's something blocking it, right? Right. Um, especially if you really want it, the Holy Spirit's very eager to fill you. And... Um, so I'm praying with her and she's, I can feel that she's just feeling guilty and we're walking her through and I'm walking her through. And then I tried to, you know, and then I prayed to receive the Holy Spirit and just something isn't right. And so I, Mr. Paul Cantrell is up there and, and we make a big deal about his kids, but that, that, that man brings power. And so he comes up, he? Paul, Paul, Paul oh, Cantrell. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Man, so he awesome. brings, the kids are an extension of him. So, um, he, he comes over. And he puts and 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 I said she's getting she's gonna be filled with spirit. So he puts her his hand on her head, puts puts his hand on her throat. She goes limp. Well, I've seen people go out in the spirit. It's a good thing. This was the demon leaving, and she lost all control of her body, like limp to where we're holding her up. And he's like, "It's okay." And I'm like, "Paul, I think we need a chair." Okay, some this lady's over here. And we get a chair. We set her down, yeah. and she's gone. She's in a different realm. That demon is stuck now, and you got to get it out because it's now it's in the pipe, and nothing else in her brain is working. Okay, no, I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, so she's not there anymore, and this demon's coming out. So Paul and I began to pray, and I was like, "It's a demon, obviously." And he's like, "It's a demon, yeah." And so we're beginning to cast out this demon, and I heard one leave, and it ran to the right of the stage, and it's and it yelled back, and it said. You come with me. You got to go. There's no room for us here. Okay. Mm. And we began to pray and pray and pray. And she had had some had sexual relations with people who have done very deviant things, mm -hmm. invite demons. And there was a scripture I was going to read um, to, to just put this into perspective when we're talking about sexual sin. And that's why this was really important. And deliverance goes with sexual sin. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God uh, bought you with the price. So the sexual sins, when you go into those, and especially if you're a Christian, um, 
the sinning against your body is a is an open door to the demonic into your body and into your physical into your physical being. And if you have people who are doing things with other people and have done things and, and have demons, there's a there's a there's a transference of power and they it's like I it's like getting it's like going through a parasite cleanse. Yeah, right? If yeah. you touch if you touch somebody who's got like this pair if you touch feces, right, that has parasites in it, then it can get in your system and give you parasites. And that's kind of how demons work, right? So you want to not have sex with people who have sex with people who have demons. Okay, it just it transfers. So um I think that that is where the guilt was coming from because this demon was just hanging around. She was constantly feeling guilty. And um, so we're praying and I just, I see, I see a, I see a wolf and then I see this beast and it wasn't a bear, but it kind of, if I had explained, it was like a big giant headed beast. And, and I just kept calling it the beast. And I don't know if the if people she had been with had been with beasts or bestiality or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it, it was a beast. Some people say that could be um, Native Americans. It could be anything. And this one, you know, and when I said there's different levels of demons, some only go by go out by prayer and fasting. There's different levels, and sometimes you just need some some help. And so at that point, but we had been praying and we had been fasting, which is very interesting. That's true. Yeah. So at that point, Scott comes Michelle's over. Michelle's back. Michelle's back. Scott comes over, and Michelle come over kind of at the same time, and and you begin to pray. Do you, mm -hmm. And and prophesy, you saw stuff. Yeah, I saw stuff, and and again, we we're kind of doing different things. And it was, I just want to highlight, highlight this because it ended up being a theme that I didn't realize. And God was telling me to breathe. It was breathe in the Holy Spirit. The, that's the dogs excited because I just said Holy Spirit. <laughs> so they're they're excited. They're cool. That, happy. Me too. Thank you. Okay. Knuckles, good. come here. So, um, literally, it was breathe in the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, breathe out, mm -hmm. and. Why well, reason I bring this up is by the time we got through Monday morning, right? Mm -hmm. All of us, by Monday, I was talking to people and it was myself, Brian, I don't know, it was like three or four others, Paul, Cantrell. Mm -hmm. We were all, we didn't, we just was not coordinated. We were all being called to do the breathing. So right. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, go yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're telling her to breathe and you can see the beast as well. Everybody can kind of see it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know everybody could see this thing. So um, I could see it. And then I see, and I will say this because... This girl right here. That would be Michelle. She's got her my arm sister. Around her. Yeah, I am so proud of my sister because she has been doing this, by the way, operating in a high level of the Holy Spirit. And I would say that there are times when if I am stuck on something, she's just going to get it unstuck. That's the same thing that happens in life here. Why wouldn't it happen in the spirit realm? It has been she has grown to a position where um, in many ways she can do things that I cannot do. And um I was so proud of her. She she said to me, and can I tell tell on you a little bit? So she so she says to me because I said back to weeks before. No, no I was saying I was saying I really think I'm going to be playing maybe because we were we, no, we wanted exactly to have some worship. It. Go ahead, fine. We wanted we wanted to have a little worship and we couldn't. I said on one on Saturday night I don't know if we have anybody for the keys or anything. I said Michelle, I'm happy to play the guitar. I'd like to play the guitar, and she's like. You would leave me to do deliverance by myself? Hang on. To clarify, first of all, Leah and I have almost always solely ministered together. Okay? Like, like you yeah. did with Alicia or Brian or having right, right. someone there. No, it's a big right? deal. Yeah, I'm and not, so it, I didn't know who all was going to be there. 
I little did I know. I mean, I was trusting the Lord. Little did I know that Brian and Alicia would be there, or yeah. that, that I would flow so well with Jason and or, Cassie, or Paul, or Paul Cantrell, right. or John and so Stacy. Th- or this is an important you know, deal because you don't. Or not, you, right? I mean, there is a really interesting dynamic that occurred there. I didn't know you actually had that level of ability with deliverance. Oh, I thanks. didn't either. It was really awesome. Yeah, I oh, was thanks. like. Okay. Literally, when we were talking about the first demon that you were dealing with, and then and then Scott stepped in because and I and I, when you were telling that story earlier, I told you later God had spoken to me prior to going to Bard's Fest that I was going to be dealing with this demon, and I said no to God, and then God rebuked me, and I um <laughs> that tends to happen, and so I essentially my job because you guys we take care of dogs. My job was to keep the demon leashed until you got there. Because it's not a matter of who's the strongest to do a thing. It's who's anointed. Yes. And so when Scott was sitting on stage when it came to Sherry, and I love you, Sherry, and I'm so glad that you're here in the chat. Um, Sherry, I know Sherry personally. And Scott was sitting on stage, and he saw the demon, and he was like a dog on a bone. Like, I'm getting this one. And I went and grabbed a chair, and I looked at Scott, and I mouthed at him, and I said, that one's mine. Because I looked at her, I said, this is Sherry, this is our girl. And that's, that's mine, okay. but but not because I was super eager, but because I knew that I was the one that was equipped to do the and when she said and I knew like because I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and when you and you feel like you've reached kind of like like the edge of where you're gonna go with something and you can pull somebody else in that was what made Bart so great because like I could just always pull somebody in I pulled in like uh, I pulled in Scott I know that I I pulled in Paul I know that. Jason was behind me, and it was we were just surrounded. And so when I saw when Michelle pulled up this chair and she sat down, I was like, "It's gone." I was like, "Okay, she's got this thing." And I was watching her, and I was like, "I will tell from 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 my point of view because she's like she's like she, uh, Sherry's hand was just shaking. She couldn't stop shaking, shaking. Oh yeah, shaking, it was shaking, amazing. Shaking, shaking. And so just to say this, like this was like convulsion stuff. Yes. And it was it was like watching somebody have almost um, yeah. Not Alzheimer's, but uh, tremors. Tremors, because that's the demon trying to stay, right? And and it's her, it's her own spirit, by the way, kicking it out. Right. So all we did, and she needs to know this, all we did was help facilitate it out. She was a believer. Boys, those words, I just got to highlight here. Deliverance is about facilitation. It's not about forcing, and it's the difference between an act working in the Holy Spirit versus white magic or black magic. That's true. really good. So it's super important because when you force something on somebody against their free will, yeah. you're now in the realm of witchcraft. Exactly. That's good. Okay. When you're working in the Holy Spirit, you're working in concert with a person and you're encouraging them. This is the part we don't, I'm just going to jump in here real quick. You're talking to them and you're encouraging them and you're getting them to release. And and mm. part of that release is going to be their own personal issues. Yeah. And when they finally let it go and, and that's it, you're, you're in surrounded truly by prayer and you're surrounded by the Holy Spirit. When they let it go, man, it is like dynamite. Yeah. Like, so she's letting go. Michelle's like and she her hand is shaking. So she grabs her hand and she says, demon, come into my hand. And I literally said to myself. You said um, the same thing my flesh said. My, I was like, don't should, come into my hand. Should you say that? <laughs> which goes to show you that I was only speaking by the spirit of God because I questioned the, the Lord. And I said it several times. And I said, Lord, why am I saying this? And the Lord said, I'm not telling it to come into my hand. I'm telling it to come into my I played softball. Right. So I'm getting ready to throw this thing into the lake of fire. It's got to be in my hand in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was really, really powerful. And I started rubbing uh, Sherry's arm 
because I could I could see by the spirit this black sludge coming out of her veins and so I kept pulling it out and it was really sticking and her hand is shaking the whole time and then the Lord said that's it and as soon as the Lord told me that's it her hand went limp like this and I said that's it and then we threw it in the lick of fire it says but, cast out demons but we did not scream at Sherry we did not scream at the demon I just firmly commanded yeah and so I'm not saying that when someone screams at a demon, it doesn't work. What I'm saying is that when you scream at a demon, that's because that's what you need to walk in the authority. But it's not because the demon needs to hear you scream. Right. Okay. And that's so important because a lot of what happens and what I'm calling stage acts is that becomes a routine. Right. And It's a crutch for the deliverer. Correct. And it becomes one volume high. Right. Whereas when you're working, most of the stuff you saw me working was close and it was it was a conversation very close you couldn't hear it far away right and even some of the stuff the lord was leading me to is whisper in the ear mm -hmm. and talk tightly to them mm -hmm. and that's that's the way i work with brian and alicia i mean right. we do these things in, in in an office setting and you never know anything was going and on and then there. after that her um and she can testify this in the chat everything she just <sighs> sighed the peace came her eyes were open everything and then she's and she comes too it's and gone. Jason was there, and he said this in the Marco Polo. This is the way Jason perceived it, because it wasn't just I need to I need to give credit where credit is due. This was a full team effort. We had Jason Heidinger, we had Scott Kesterson, Dory was to the side, who you had delivered earlier already, oh. and she has she's filled with the Holy Ghost. We had Paul Cantrell, Leah, and myself, and and there's one very important mighty Christian in this who was also working, and that's Sherry herself. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, so we had the whole team. This demon didn't stand a chance. So yeah. are we allowed to talk about some of the things she said or not? I don't know how, how transparent. Yeah, I think so. I think okay, because so, yeah. I want to just point out the massive shift that occurs. Okay, we start this out and there's sheer panic. Yeah. This is a classic sign. Okay, sheer panic and the idea of having to run away from the marriage mm -hmm. and an idea of having to like escape through some sort of like relocation program mm -hmm. with her child. Mm -hmm. And by the time this completes, it transfers to a, such a powerful moment of love that it's, I shall go back into mm -hmm. my home and love my husband and bring him to Jesus with yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. That, that is, that's when you know that the victory is won. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about Dory. I mean, I just, that was another one. It was just unbelievable. She could not even walk. She was paralyzed by fear. Right. Mm -hmm. And when, and that same evening, that was Alicia and I, we worked with her. She was released, beautiful moment. And she just, a beautiful smile came over her. She, when she came up, her hair was completely disheveled. She looked totally frumpy of everything. She was just, everything was thrown off. And <laughs> you, you could see it. And she couldn't even speak. She was, she was just, and, and what she was seeing was, I think she was actually seeing into the demonic, quite frankly, because she was seeing stuff. When we left that, so an hour later, which is about an hour later, when she was over here working on with with um, who, with Sherry, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, well, no, it was Sherry. That's yeah. why I just had to think. I was at this point, I'd pulled off and I was watching on stage. I think I was talking to Paul. And I said, "Who is that?" Literally, I said, "Who is that?" And I realized it was Dory. Wow. She had changed so much in her physical presence, her hair, her yeah. face. She didn't leave. She went from one position to the other, literally 20 feet distance traveled. And I didn't even recognize her because there's so much was released. Yeah. I did. I mean, once I refocused my eyes, 
But the point of these releases, whether it's emotional, demonic, when you're doing that deliverance, it physically changes people. Right. And we saw this, and I've told this story here on, on the channel. We had a, a young lady come in at the Church of Glad Tidings. She had constantness problems. She shuffled. She could not speak. Okay. She had to be guided by the hand. All of these things. We end up finding out that she was through a astral projection. Yeah. She was being controlled by a Satanist. Wow. And I literally got into this one heavy duty because I spoke to this and I told the, the 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 projector that if you continue, we're going to cut the silver cord, which means yeah. you'll be forever gone. And it, it that's when the break started to happen. And then once she spoke Jesus, the next night, okay, she comes into the Glad Tidings Church, and it was the same type of change. Talking, laughing, joking, you, you couldn't even tell the same person. I mean, this yeah. is the sort of things we're talking about in deliverance that are just literally living miracles that you watch yeah. before you, right? Yeah, so um, then once Claire, once Sherry's um, house is all clean, then we're like, well, she should receive the Holy Spirit. So we pray for her, receive the Holy Spirit. She gets the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I, and I told her, I said, Sherry. I think Jason said it was within like 30 seconds. I said, Sherry, you've been with us. You've been through the Revelation Redfield. You're now part of our ministry team. You can now go and do deliverance. You can learn. You Once you've been delivered, go and deliver others. That's the point of the gospel. Free ourselves, keep ourselves free, help others to become free. Yeah. yeah. I want to read this comment from Sherry who's in the chat. And she says, on a side note, I noticed a bruise on my arm yesterday from where Michelle was trying to pull the demon. I had no idea I needed a deliverance. Praise Jesus for all of you. Mm -hmm. When I And I want to clarify just because of her comment that when I was pulling the demon from her arm, it was very tender. Mm -hmm. It was not, there would, there would be no way to bruise, mm. right? And so it, it is, guys, I know this stuff sounds fantastical and it sounds like, okay, guys, I think you might just be making stuff up. Well, then you would have to say that in the Bible, it's made up because this is literal biblical stuff. And the, the problem that we're seeing right now in, the, in, in society is that the church has exited from doing greater works mm -hmm. because they believe that if they, if they start to do the greater works, that they will keep Jesus from coming back. Mm -hmm. And so they sit on their hands and they don't go and actually heal anybody because they believe that in order for Jesus to come back, the world must look like hell. And if they manifest the kingdom of God, oh my gosh, you, you've got to, you want to go to, no, you don't want to go that way because she, she might snap because she gets a bad neck. And you don't want to snap at Uncle Scott. It's a dog. Like it's, it's a little. He just no. wants you. She just it's wants like you. It's like a chihuahua or something. She just wants to. Oh, my gosh. She might be I trying to get this down. Is, I knew actually. this was going to happen. You I told you this was going to happen. He's saying he doesn't uh, like chihuahuas. I knew this was going to happen. The chihuahua is going to choose my lap to sit on. That's exactly what the chihuahua is doing. Because now the chihuahua wants to have him be healed in the back. And I'm going to give that chihuahua. Oh, there healing. you go. There. Look <laughs> at that. Probably bite me in a minute. But it's all right. Chihuahua's bite Her tail's going. Yeah, and just, it's just okay. It. We're just doing real light on your back. We're going to make you all healed again. Okay. I've been starting to pray over all the dogs right, that Jesus. we yeah. sit for now. We're, we're going to declare why healing on this chihuahua. That. Yes, yes. In, Jesus in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Name. There you and go. she, yeah, she just, likes it. You want a Bible too? That's good for you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, this is just really, really amazing stuff. That yeah. I think overall. All right. Work. So earlier, Linda had left a comment and Linda, um, I'm putting a couple things together. And so forgive me for not remembering exactly what you said. But Linda, I know that you said that you think that you need deliverance. And she says, I am so ready, but I know I am not free and I have no one to turn to. 
Well, there's a there. You don't. You have plenty of people to turn to. Yeah, you can call us, all three of us. Yeah, you can. You could call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we have actually the Resistance Chicks Healing Ministry team is li- quite literally standing by to help you. We've got John and Stacy Barnes and uh, Samantha Lendell, and you can send emails to Scott. And I can guarantee you, if you are in need of of literal deliverance. One of us will call you on the phone. Absolutely, yeah. and, 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 and we're the that's cool not kids a anyway. question. And I do want to utilize the, the the best in the business right now is Glad Tidings, yeah. and they are open to receive your call. Um, so you can call any of us, and uh, the Church of Glad Tidings. Uh, you can contact them and sell them. To, say, ask for Brian and Alicia, and say Resistance Chicks and Bards FM sent you, and they actually get paid to do this. So um, and also listen. I want everyone to be tuning in to the Isaiah 61 I'm conference. That yapper in a minute. Yeah. We're going to do some I know. Grizzle. Grizzle, come here. You have a demon. I, the Isaiah 61. It, it, we've noticed it doesn't pick up that bad party. on the mic. Right, okay, we'll take her outside. Tell them how to get to the Isaiah 61 conference. Tell them how to get to the Isaiah 61 okay. conference. Head on over to the Church of God Tidings.com. Look in events and go on down to Isaiah 61. Now, here's the deal. I've been through Isaiah 61 twice. I wasn't going to go. This year, for other reasons, but I am going to go because I, I'm hopeful that Leah's going to join me. I'm really mm-hmm. hopeful. But also because this year, I'm not going to the event. I'm going to be working with the deliverance team. Brian and I are teaming up. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So and it's really an amazing event. And I, I also want to talk about real quick, when you're done there, I'm going to tell them about another place. Go ahead. Okay. Um, this is an event that's, I would just encourage you, if you can get to Yuba City and to Church of God Tidings, that's California. It's an awesome place. It's um, it, that is for people in Bars Nation. You know that the Church of Glad Tidings is now our home church base. That's our kind of our anchor point. And I, I say this because Isaiah sixty one is you hear the you you get trained on the principles of how to make this work, and you can watch it online too. By the way, it's there. It is different when you're online. I'm not saying you don't learn. But when you're there, there's a lot of hands-on application, which right. is pretty amazing. And when you do that, uh, you have one of the best in the business, which is Pastor Dave Bryan, and who does that. You also get exposed to different styles. Like Pastor Dave Bryan's style is very different than Jess Parker's style. And you may names you may not know, but Jess is uh, a very intense uh, uh, deliverance guy. It's just his style, and it works for some. Pastor Dave Bryan is much more my style, and very authoritative in the demonic, but very passionate and soft with the subject, if you Mm. will. Um, Brian and Alicia and I have worked together, and we are probably have one of the best unity teams as far as our our sinking ourselves and what we can do, and we just get in the flow of stuff. So anyway, I would encourage you to go. It's it's five days, I yeah, and it's it's worth every bit of it. Um and it's you you will learn tremendous amounts of information. It will change mm-hmm. your life. And and as a guy a year ago, that wasn't doing deliverance to where I am today, and I I feel very comfortable doing deliverance even if I do it on my own. That is the grace of our God, and it is also uh, the, thanks to the amazing training of what happened at Isaiah twice. I've been so go ahead. So uh, if you uh, for. Those of you who are by yourself, you don't want to wait for that deliverance conference and you want to do deliverance kind of on yourself. Donica Hudson had put together, she'd written a, a book, um, a pamphlet, uh, like 12 years ago. When I asked her to come back or come speak, she's like, I'm going to put this on the website. So actually, if you go to Donica, D-O-N-I-C-A, Donica.org, she has a free downloadable workbook and four podcasts 
uh, to walk you through inner healing. She did the first session with us on her on the Thursday. She talked about the heart tablet. This is something you can all do right now. What is it that you think you need deliverance from? What is it that's bothering you? What are the lies that the enemy is telling you about yourself? All of you tonight can do this. Write them down. I'm not. I'm not smart. I don't have enough money. I don't have the you know anything that the that the enemy is speaking to you. Write them down, and then ask the Holy Spirit to show you the corresponding scripture to 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 speak the positive thing. We have to learn how to speak God's truth over a situation. Okay, and um, let's just say you're feeling guilty for sin. Well, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay. Um, I, you, the devil keeps attacking me. Well, you can kick the devil out. Behold, I've given you all authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, resist the, uh, submit to God, resist the devil and he shall flee. And so you find the corresponding scripture and you begin to speak life over situation. You know, um, on Sunday when we were doing, um, you know, kind of walking through the last parts of deliverance for ourselves, and maybe Stacy will tell her story sometime, uh, because it was so powerful and it set off. Um, kind of our own kind of deliverance from anything that's negative in your mind. This is something you have to understand. You may be able to function in life just okay, just fine. Maybe you're happy. Maybe maybe you could do great things. Maybe you've got a great business. But you're not going to be effective with the kingdom as long as you have negativity, negative thoughts, or brokennesses in your life. And so I realized something as 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 um, Scott was walking us through. God wants you to give something up. God wants to, to, you to walk through something. So I had a traumatic childhood. Uh, my parents divorced. I had an abusive alcoholic father, and it was it was pretty traumatic. You know, they my my dad made six figures when my parents divorced. We had to go to government housing. Um, it was just traumatic to be there. My mom was, was kind of broken by all of this situation and was told by the church that it's wrong to leave and it's wrong, wrong to divorce. And, um, and, and she didn't really have a lot of help. And so she was a a lot of times she went from, she went from being really happy and happy and happy to kind of depressed. And I kind of always been a little bit stuck there with my mom and I had to realize that now that I am an adult, and, now, and I could have done this as a kid, by the way, because kids can do this. But now that I know Jesus, and now that I know what really what his word saying, we were being attacked. Because I tell you something, and I told this to a friend of mine who um, had the pornography addiction. I said, Jesus knows your end from your beginning, and he has marked you as his own. He's not actually surprised when you come to know him and accept him as as it, you know, except as you're so he set a mark on you. He sets a mark on you. He knows you. He, he he's guiding your life. And in the spiritual realm, demons can see this mark as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, because guess what? You got to stay alive until the point where you're going to accept him. Right. So there's a mark on you, and he knows you're in from your beginning. And so with that mark on you, the devil's going to try to, if he can't stop you from coming to know Jesus. He's going to try to make you ineffective, mm-hmm. okay? So he's going to do those things to make you sad, make you depressed. And this is what I say about if you're a Christian and you don't have any major open doors of sin, the devil cannot hurt you and harm you, but what he can do is this. He whispers in your ear. 
He can get you to confess things out in your mouth, and then he has authority to do the thing that you have confessed. It's good. Yeah. Okay? So as a Christian, you have to make sure that you are not confessing with your mouth the thing that the, a, a demon may be whispering in your ear. Because that's how he has authority over Christians. He doesn't. He can't just like come in with a baseball bat and knock you in the leg, okay? Because you're his. God has you. Says that he will cause his angels to pick you up in his arms, okay? So, with with that being said, as you're as you're gonna walk through life, you have to recognize the devil's gonna begin to whisper things in your ears. So I gained some weight because my parents were uh, divorced, and I was living in this house upstairs. My my grandma was smoking, cussing, drinking. It was just an awful situation, so just I ate. Well, then I go to my dad, and and I gained some weight. And, and my goodness, children are very large now and accepted as beautiful and wonderful, and I was never as large as these children. And I was like, my goodness. If only I was, you know, it's, it, it, it was a mindset. It was the words. And so I, I had been, I, you know, those kind of things get stuck in your head, and you play them over and over and over again. Those kind of things. That's the devil. Speaking to you, speaking to you, speaking to you. And you have to find the corresponding word and you have to attack the attack with the word of God. When the enemy speaks a word to you that is a lie, mm -hmm. you must rebuke it. And the only way you rebuke it is with the truth of God's word. And so with my mom, what I did when I came back from Bard's Fest is I went back to the time where my mom was, was laying on the couch and I was wanting her to play a game and we're in government housing and we've got roaches everywhere. And I'm like, mom, I got good news for you. God provides for us. He loves us. He's got great things for us. And we're going to pray in the spirit. And that's where the praying in the spirit comes in. Because I'm, a, I'm eight years old, nine years old, and I don't know how to pay for the groceries. But God does. Okay? So that's why I encourage everybody to pray in tongues. Because there are a lot of situations that I could have got myself out of. Because you have not, because you ask not. And I know it sounds weird. And, and I know that a lot of you are like, well, you're eight years old. God should provide. I know. But the, the principles are the same. And you have to ask. But God doesn't know age like that. Yeah. Okay, I think this is big because we, we, we are really struggling in a, in a society with the physical. Mm -hmm. And, and we, when mm -hmm. you, when it's what we witnessed. Uh, there is a dog about the size of Michelle that just joined us on the bench. And That's just baby. Hi, baby. She's yeah. a lap dog. Yeah, she's a lap dog. That would be true. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the, the, uh, the point here is that we are supposed to always... So let me let me step back a minute. We are told that we, as parents, they are to raise children to love God. It's very important because that lineage that we're passing on keeps the flow of the Holy Spirit and keeps everybody in check so that what is happening here is that we are keeping our armor strong and we are not able, we are not allowing the enemy to take root in anything we do. Mm -hmm. Repentance... And I've talked about this a lot, and these are the words I was given when I'm going through what I, it's a form of, it's an extension of self-deliverance, but it's what I call deep repentance. And you're literally walking through your life step by step, and you're going through these moments that jump out at you, and you just bring them to the throne, you pray on them, ask for forgiveness, and then you repent, and you heal the wound by mm -hmm. praying to Christ, and then seal the armor. Yeah. So you're, it's, you're, you're strengthening yourself as you go along. Yeah. What is happening over time is we don't we don't tend to our armor. That's the easiest way of looking at it. And so as you're going along, you're bumping into things, you're damaging your armor, you're making cracks in your armor. And let me tell you, in, in a spiritual sense, that looks many different ways. Maybe it's your 
the things you're doing, maybe the, the pornography you looked at, maybe whatever it is, each one of these things is a crack. And the enemy is not going to waste time, and to your point, of trying to slip in there. Mm-hmm. And when they do, they're going to take root and they're going to grow. Mm-hmm. And it takes in many different forms. So ultimately, it comes back to everything we're talking about. It should be happening in the church, which it is not. So this is the new church. Yeah, no, you're right. And so I began to say, like in the spirit, I was like, I'm above and not beneath, Mom. We're going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to get my sister in here. And I go back with like you and me and Mom now. And we go to the small Leah and Michelle and mom, and we're like, we're going to pray this through. We're going to pray in the spirit. We're going to get on our land. Because here's the thing. I'll tell you something. My mom was asking for money, not the thi- but not the thing that God wanted us oh, to have. The, I've talked about the same thing. You can't bring Babylon to heaven. Yeah. There it is. You have to pray for the resources that God will provide. It takes many forms. It may be money. Mm-hmm. But when we pray, I always laugh at this, I, and I don't know that I'm right about this, but the way I describe it is you're literally talking a language. Having people are looking at you going, what are you praying about? Because mm-hmm. I don't hear you because we don't have money, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like pray for resources, allow God to move mountains. Yeah. But when you sit here and go, I need $500, it's like, I hate to tell you, but I don't think that translates no, well. No, and I've, I've seen this in my own life. It's like if my car's broken down. I'm, don't ask God for three hundred dollars to fix for three hundred dollars or how much long it's going to take. Just ask God to fix your car. And so, but my mom didn't know what to ask for, and this is why the church is is lacking in in life. Okay, okay, you know Bailey, you need to just lie down. Okay, this, <laughs> this is the she's dog. very stubborn dog. This is the dog now. That's about the size of Michelle, and yep. decided she was going to turn around on the bench oh, and about not. She's gotten this. tubby. So are you calling me fat? No. <laughs> No, listen to the, this. Yeah. Is the Lord spoke to me? This is very powerful, and um, because the church has left living off the land and doing all the things, my mom thought that my mom was my mom thought she needed to ask for a job or ask for money. But now we know that as kids, or she needed, you know, how does my child lose some weight? No, I need to ask for land. I need to ask for a cow so I can feed my kids raw milk and make butter with them. I need to ask for chickens. I need to ask for a chicken coop. You know, I need to ask for um, vegetable seeds and, and for God to bless the land. And in that, if you ask according to his will, we will have those things that we, we, we need. God wants us to ask. You have not because you ask not. When you do ask, you ask amiss and you may consume it upon your own lusts. And so the church needs to teach people a good ask. And when you know a good ask, you will have a good answer. Okay, so that's why here on Resistance Chicks and on Bards Nation, we try to teach you what the Father's will is so that when you pray it, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And you know that you have what you ask for when you ask according to his will. So we've got the Howards. Okay, the Howards are a family and they got filled with the Holy Ghost. All of them teenagers got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I asked the Howards, I said, is there one thing that your family needs? And um, what was Angie. Angie said, well, I don't know. She goes, well, we need some land. They're on a half an acre in town. The neighbor lady says, if you get one more animal, I'm, animal, I'm going to report you. They already raised and butchered 100 meat birds. They, the, the son, um, Ethan, butchered some uh, roosters this week. They, they're putting their food up. And so I asked, the, um, I asked Maddie, which was their, their teenage daughter who had come up. I said, what's your favorite animal? I don't know why God asked me to do that. I just did. And she said, horses. I said, boom, that's the Holy Spirit. So now we can ask for the, you ask for the thing. If you ask for horses, then God will grant the land. 
this was this for this family. So we went over and we start to pray. She gets broke because she really wants horses and not every kid wants horses. The Holy Spirit put that on her heart. And then as a family, they need to pray in the spirit mysteries that it would come forth. Greater works. Oftentimes God will put a, a burden on your heart and you don't know and it will die because you don't know how to pray it out. So I'm just going to, this is just like a segue on this one real quick. And we'll, I don't want to, but we need to have this conversation with the Kentrells. Yeah. Because they're, what's happening with them is they're prophesying and praying for everybody else. Hmm. But the idea, they're not united on land. Ah. I can already tell you this because everybody's like, it's a house, it's land. We need to sit down with them and give them a gift back. Yeah. To help them come to that place so that they can use those children and we can come together and pray with what them. What does God want for the Cantrells? Right. That's just That's it. so good. But this family came united. And when we started to pray for horses and land, every single one of them was united in that. Awesome. They wanted that. And Ethan, I was like, I could see him as a cowboy. I could see him as riding the cows. And he's like getting it. And everybody's getting it. Riding cows. I know, like riding bulls. Twice. Yeah, riding the cows. That's what I prophesied. So he's going to bull, bull ride or something. And so we're praying and we're prophesying it and we're getting it. And they actually messaged me today. He's like, can we talk to you today? So there's something there. I'm sure of it. Um, and I'm very excited for them because God is moving. And uh, so we began to pray and they all got their prayer language. Well, later on... Um, Oh, and, and one more thing about Maddie. I asked her, I don't know why, but God said, ask her what her favorite flower is. And she said, forget me not. And the Lord said, and Maddie, here you are in front of thousands of people where the Lord said, told me to tell her, that's your favorite flower because the Lord does not forget you. And when you see that flower, he's saying, I'm not forgetting you. And did you know something else, Maddie? Flowers are meant to be seen and you are God's flower. And I told her to go home with her girlfriends and everybody make a little collage of all of their favorite flowers and just know that God wants them to be seen. And later on, she came up to me and she just dove into my arms and gave me this giant hug. And she just held on to me. And I'm, I'm guessing it's because she felt seen. Okay. And she felt like somebody's listening to me because I know I'm listening to God. And I know that now this family that has, can pray in the spirit, they're going to get their land. And number one, they're praying according to the will of God. Number two, they're united on the will of God. And number three, they're united in praying the mystery, the mystery out in the spirit of God. That is a three chord strand is not easily broken. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, but three chord strand is not easily broken. There's another little part to this story. So there was a man, I don't forget his name. He got filled with Holy Ghost. Hilarious story, by the way. He came up to get the gifting of miracles. And I said, anybody want the gifting of miracles? Come on up. He gets, he comes up and I said, do you want, you want to, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues? He goes, and it's cute. No, forgive me for saying a cute, cute, cute little Southern accent. Well, I will if he wants me to. And I said, okay. And I think I was like, okay, I know how to do this. Um, so I was like, repeat after me, Lord Jesus. And it's so funny how everybody is ready to get all the other gifts of the speaking in tongues. Lord Jesus, give me the gift of prophecy and can pray that. Lord Jesus, give me the gifting of miracles. He'll pray that. Lord Jesus, give me the working of miracles. I'll do that. And then, and then I say, and if it's your will, because this is what he wants, that I speak in tongues. Okay, we'll do it that way. Cantrell, I'm sure there was a Cantrell kid here somewhere because they were bringing the glory. We start to pray. Boom, that son just starts <laughs> shouting in tongues. I guess it was the Lord's will. And he was happier than, you know, than a, than a salmon swimming up river to spawn. It was just absolutely beautiful. So, so um, later on, uh, that that particular man was going around giving people a uh, thing of silver. A one out, God told him to go out. So I kept it in my pocket. Because you guys know that we're like the silver and gold bugs. The silver and gold's God's money. So she comes up again, and Lord speaks to me. Tell her why her family doesn't have land. 
and why they only have a half an acre, you see. And so I told her, I said, the Lord wants you to know that there's a reason why your family who works really hard, your dad works really hard, your mom works really hard. There's a reason why there's no, there's no reason in that they shouldn't have land. It should be simple to have land when you work that hard. But we have this thing, it's called the fiat dollar. And it has destroyed our monetary system so that your parents work really hard, but they can't ever get ahead. And um, we have to destroy the Federal Reserve that was created to, to make it so that your mom and dad don't have the ability to buy land. So I pick out, I, I pull out the, the, the thing of silver and I hand it to her. And I said, this is how your family is going to get land with God's money. And so... That's the power of the Holy Spirit giving a visual, and she's going to understand gold and silver because she's going to get pretty angry that her dad probably works 68 hours a week and can't afford more than a half acre of land. You know, that's because a dollar was worth a dollar for 200 years, and then people came in and destroyed our monetary system. God hates unjust weights and balances, and, 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 and we can't just, Scott, we can't just pray and ask for things. There are actionable prayers that we take. And there are things that we must move in the spirit realm in order to open up doors. And that's what you get when you get, it's kind of, this is not a 1995 thing when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. That's what you get when you get the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, nobody's paying for this. Ask Simon Sorcerer, you can't pay for this, right? It's, there's an accountability in all things. And, and, and this is probably, for me, it's one of these threads that we have so deeply screwed up in faith, which is accountability. Because mm -hmm. when we take accountability in all things, which it's, we begin to get to the motive of what we're wanting to do and what mm. we're praying for. So if I'm praying to just gain, because I, I want a nice new truck. Right. God's, I don't think, I, and this is me, but I don't think our prayers are heard or resonate because there has to be, there's a, when we tie it to purpose and purpose of what mm -hmm. we're doing and accountability, mm -hmm. we, we start to really see things going. Mm -hmm. Th this gets to the purity of the heart. What is the intention and how are we accountable to the outcome? Mm -hmm. And this is so important to me in, in prayers. I, and I get you hear people push back on it because of the way that the, the Catholic Church frames faith and works. Mm -hmm. But when we're placing this in the context of bringing something into our lives, and it can be joy too, by the way, because God doesn't want us to be sad. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to be impoverished. Mm -hmm. But when we're bringing this in and we're praying into this and there is a connection between the purity of the heart and the intention and the accountability to it all, I think we create a momentum that's tremendous. Yeah, no, really. Do you have anything else you want to say? Something else. Yeah. 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 You guys covered it. We, 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 we've done a pretty good job. Yeah. But, pray but, for these people? I, I think we should definitely pray. Okay. You get to start. That's so great. I know that. Okay. All right, you guys. Here's the deal. Leah uh, and... Oh, you're uh, still wearing Dr. Lee Mary. You're still wearing all your wristbands. I got my Bards Fest on and everything still. I'm like a teenager and at heart, Lee so... The medical whenever level. I came back for any kind of, like, thing, like Acus or whatever, when I, I wore was, it for, like, When I was weeks. in high school, you'd go, you'd go skiing. Yeah. You'd take all your ski tabs and keep them on your vest, right? So by the end of the season, it looked like you had a flower growing out of your chest. <laughs> So Michelle's got like, I don't know, is That's six, all flower six. worth. You know, I've never been skiing. I know. Okay. Um, so, all right. So here's the deal, guys. I get to be the the finisher. Are you ready? Um, we're gonna take you into the presence of God, and if you have desired the, the spiritual, <laughs> I get that from Stacy and John. I don't even know what it's from, but they that's the way Jason they say it. The it's the Punisher. Jason yeah. is the finisher. The yeah. Punisher. Um. So. 
we want you guys to have your spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. We want you to have the gift of prophecy. We want you to have the gift of working of miracles. We want you to have the gift of words of wisdom and other languages. Like, you know, if we had had the gift of other languages today on the phone, when we were talking to Romania, I don't think that the miracle would have been any more significant than the way that the translation worked so smoothly. But there is that gift of other tongues. But Leah, you did such a good job of, of laying out in, in the scriptures the reason for the gift of tongues. And so if you guys, I think, you've been tuning in, you've been listening to bards, you've been listening to resistance chicks, if you still do not have your, your, your prayer language, I think tonight we should get it. But keep in mind, I was on the phone with Pastor, uh, again, Brad Cummings, He's just pastor, whatever. You have to get over it. Uh, <laughs> I was on the phone with Brad Cummings Sorry, today, and Brad, he said he said something it. really, really pertinent that I'm not going to repeat correctly because I'm not Brad Cummings. And that's that it's not about praying in tongues, although it is a wonderful gift to have. But it's not about that. Tongues is the gateway to get into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And when Leah and I are in our flesh for one reason or the other, the very quickest way to get into the presence of God for us is to pray in tongues. Mm -hmm. And so if you're worrying the very, I, I get into the presence of God through praying in tongues, right? If I am in fear, if I'm in anger, if I'm in doubt, um, I don't really have lust anymore. Praise the Lord. But in the past, if I ever had that, then 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 praying in the spirit is going to be your your quickest way to that. To the gifts. To the gifts. To get to the, the gifts. But the gifts. but to also staying to to. You know when you, when these chemicals rise in your body, if you walk, how do you squash them? If you walk in the spirit, you, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you need this gift for some very basic reasons, not just praying out the perfect will of God, which is awesome, but just even below that, some very fundamental reasons. But beyond that, if you want to start laying hands on the sick, if you want to raise the dead, if you want to be at the ark and look at a little girl and just say, you will be healed, and we're gonna do more you about, need this. Uh, when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, the Lord spoke to me for a lot of people. We're going to start doing that more and more. Uh, we're going to start... Um, just asking Holy Spirit to just lead us to people that we can pray for. There is exactly. a coming time in the near future, because it's happening faster than I think any of us realize, that the true miracles of, of God will start being conveyed by those that walk in the Holy Spirit. And it will be so profound, because we're almost here, it will be so profound and so immediate that there will be no question of who God is. Right. And those that are wandering will seek to see his face, mm. and we will humble a nation through the curing and healing of the many. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. That's so good. here's what I want you guys to do. You know, the the laying on of hands is really actually very powerful. Um, but since we aren't there to lay hands on you, if lay you... Lay hands on yourself. <laughs> you will be laying hands on yourself, but if you are tuning in with another family member, grab hands. I want you to grab hands, okay? Because this is really, really powerful. There's something in the connectivity of touching another human. Mm -hmm. You do not have to have that. But if you are alone, I want you to put your hand on your stomach, okay? And we are going to pray with you, and we are, and 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 we will be prophesying. The Holy Spirit is referred to. Out of your belly will flow, flow rivers. rivers of living water. Yeah. That's that's literally the number one scripture that I use when we pray with people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to enter into the presence of God here. So dear Holy Father, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for the miracle that Bard's Fest continues to be. 
started in 2021 and has had a ripple effect. I thank you that the place that we have gotten to now is the greater works. Yeah. So Lord God, I just ask that you fan that flame, that you fan, fan, fan the desire in every single person that's listening to the sound of our voices right now, that they will start to have a hunger and a thirst at, that, that cannot be quenched until it is fulfilled. And so tonight there are many that have been praying and wondering what can we do? How can we stop evil? I pray that you download in them right now this desire to be filled with the very presence of the Holy Spirit. So what, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to, to, while you got one hand on your stomach, if you're by yourself, lift the other hand up in the air. And I want you to say, Father God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to pray like a warrior. I want to raise the dead. Raise the dead. I want to have words of wisdom. I want words of wisdom. I want to prophesy. I want to prophesy. And I want to cast out devils. I want to cast out devils. And I thank you that you are going to fill me up right now. And I thank you. are going to fill me up right now. Now we are going to pray in the spirit, and we may prophesy for a few minutes here. And as we do so, as you are listening to the sound of our voices, I want you to. Just allow your tongue to flow and keep in mind that, like Leah said, this is the Holy Spirit's not going to literally make you speak. It's your language. It's your tongue that you loose, and then God shows you how to pray. And it That's will. That's it. God shows you how to pray. You actually have to say the words just like you would say your name. Yes. You have to. You have to make a conscious effort to say it. But you yes. have to listen. You have to listen with your spirit, man, on what God wants you to pray. Yeah. Instead of your head. And if you have to, you can start repeating some of the sounds that Leah and I are saying. That's not your language, but what it will do is loosen the tongue to get used to what it feels like to allow the tongue to flow. Okay? Uh, Scott Kesterson, I want you to just lead us in prayer, prayer mm -hmm. in English, uh, mm -hmm. in your sermon language. <laughs> while, yeah, that's an interesting one. While Leah and I pray in sure. our heavenly language. Sure. Father God, we're here tonight and we're just truly blessed with this moment that we have as we assemble together today to bless all of those that are listening tonight in the power of the Holy Spirit, to give them language in prayer, to give them language in the things that they seek to have, the mightiness of the gifts that are given, and truly the power of the Holy Spirit to settle within. Father, in this hour right now, as we spread this out, this is truly an extension of Bard's Fest as we raise up the power of the Holy Spirit across this nation. As we continue to move forward and to reach deeper and to reach higher. Father, this is a ripple that's began at Flemingsburg that is now spreading across the nation like a fire, a prairie fire that is moving quickly, raising up the voice of the people, the children of the Most High, as we lean in and declare our authority on this land. For the earth groans for the, and for the moment that the children of God awaken, and this is the hour with which we begin to awaken as we shake the earth and the foundations, and we shake out the demons, and we cast out the evil, and we start to raise up the miracles of the Holy Spirit. Father, we're in such a time as this, as we reach with our hands, we begin to pro pro proclaim healing, and we see the healing happen before us. 
as we speak wisdom into the world, is that words that we speak are yours that flow through us. As we raise our hands to touch, we start to feel the love and power and connection of heaven and the Holy Spirit. And Father, as we walk amongst each other, we're simply bringing the light of Christ into the world. Father, let us be in this moment in time such a powerful being as we are, truly that of the Spirit first and the body second we start to awaken to the true sense of who we are. As we walk now mightily on this earth, we begin to reclaim the, for kingdom with each and every step. We wield now the sword of the, of the, of the spirit. We, we gird our sword of steel, knowing very powerfully that it's truly the power of love that will heal, that will conquer, and will overcome that of the evil. And with doing so, as we work to free ourselves and work to keep ourselves free, we reach deeply to the others to help them set themselves free. This is a moment right now, Father, that as this nation awakens to the power of the one, you, the power, the, our God, with the one God, the God of hosts. May our eyes fall deeply on the cross as we walk now purified and we walk powerfully in this world, hearts open to the love of Jesus as we reach into this world and raise each other up. The body of Christ begins to knit, the power of the voice begins to spread, the echo of our voices begins to shake and thunder, and the world begins to be set free. We reach into the bowels of the earth and we cast the demons down. Yes. We reach into the height of heaven and we begin to break the fortresses that are in the spiritual realm. We use the weapons of war, the weapons of war that are of the spirit, not of the flesh. And we tear down fortresses and we cast out the demons and we sever the threads that tie those and bind those into the earth. And in so doing, those that are walking in, in control of the demonic are now set free. The hedges of protection are established as they walk. The Holy Spirit flows within them. The blood of Christ surrounds them and truly washes them and washes them of their sins. Father, this is a moment for a nation to seek repentance, and it's a pool of repentance to the heart. As the eyes are opened, the scales are fall, fall, and this tongue now has been to speak truth reaching to the heavens and saying, Father, Father, forgive wow, me, as a nation now the shakes and, and shudders, knowing truly that the power of forgiveness is, begins to heal, and as the begins to heal, the land is set free, unbound and shackled from the mightiness of the control of a force that was put upon us that we put too much faith in, believed too much in. Forgive us, Father. For that force has no, no binding to us anymore. We've severed the ties from that which truly we have capitulated to and now turn our eyes to heaven to say, Father, here we are. So in this moment in time, as we stand here in this moment, in this place and wherever we are, our feet anchor solidly on the rock of faith. Our eyes cast heavily into the heavens and lock with the eye with the cross. And we keep that focus as we step forward each and every step, separating ourselves from the flesh, anchoring ourselves in the spirit and truly walking not of this world, but in this world as we reclaim our authorities as the stewards, as the guides, as the apostles, as the prophets, as the disciples. We shake the world. We free the world. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. From victory we pray, to victory we go. Amen. Lord God, I just thank you for everybody watching right now. Thank you for these families. There's a lot of people hurting right now tonight, and they're saying, what about me? What about me? The Lord says you have not been forsaken. You have not been forgotten, and you're here right now. 
And right now there's a whole Bards Nation and they have a whole chat room. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That's why you're here. Father God, I ask you to surround each and every single person watching right now with a family that they can go to, with a family that they can touch, with people that they can trust right now. The bonds of family that have been broken, I ask you to reforge and to fire new family, new bonds. Mm. And I thank you, Father God, that you are pulling together your families. That's what happened at Bards Fest, but you're going to do this across the nation. We're going to hear the stories of, of, across the nation of Christians who are called to be together, to unite together. Maybe it's through the mm. telephone. Maybe it's, maybe it's through the Internet. Maybe it's through Facebook. I don't know. But there are, are friends that God has for you to connect with. And I pray, Father God, in the spirit realm that you make these connections and the healing of the heart. Many of you have have just these broken hearts that just Mm -hmm. need to be healed. But I want you to know, if your heart is broken, he came to heal up the brokenhearted. He came to set at liberty Mm -hmm. the captives. And if you're one of those captives, he has has come to set you free. The son is set free, is free indeed, and he loves you. Mm -hmm. And he cares about you. And you are seen. You are seen. Where is my testimony? It's right around the corner. Your testimony is here. Your testimony is here. You are going to have a testimony. You call upon him. You ask for a testimony. He's going to give you testimony. You you just ask according to his will. Begin to get into the spirit and say, what is it that you want me to ask? You know what? There are things... Put in the put in Bard's Bard's Nation. Ask for these things, and as you ask for the right things, Father wow. will show up. He will grant you the answers to the things that you're asking. Okay, I thank you, Father God, today as as our brother Corey and his wife are filled with the glory of God right now tonight. I thank you that Romania is filled with the glory of God tonight. I thank you that these demonic presence and these sex traffickers are going down to the pit of hell tonight. Tonight, in Jesus' name, we ununite the uniting of 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 this these flesh eating leeches of children of people of adults right now in Jesus name and if you're watching just repent now this is this is something the Lord told me I repent of things known and unknown mm. and sometimes there's just something in the way that we don't know what's in the way of the Holy Spirit flowing and, and making that flow so we just repent Father God if there's anything we've said if there's anything we've done we repent right now tonight we lay ourselves down at the foot of the cross tonight we lift ourselves up our faces up toward you towards Father and we run towards you run towards the Father he's your Father he's your family he has a family the body of Christ is your family mm. and he has a family for you and he's putting you in a family and he and there's there's many of you who are going to be doing things and pulling out of these systems so I ask for for, for provision right now today some of you are asking for land I pray that the, your land comes today I pray that God opens the windows of heaven that you will not have room enough to receive it that your storehouses will be full that you will lend to many and you will borrow for none though some of you are uh, you know on the last bit of just living I speak life into you right yes, now in Jesus name, in name I speak Jesus. life into you in Jesus name I shall live and not die but declare the works of the Lord these are the things that you need to declare over yourself you are not old he shall renew my youth like the eagles i shall run and not grow weary i shall walk and not grow faint these are the things that god has for you begin to speak the life over yourself speak the life over your children do not say i have a prodigal son say my son loves jesus my son is coming home my son is coming home my son loves jesus my son loves jesus my children are sanctified my children are holy they're coming home god has a wonderful plan for my child and they are coming home we are undoing this transgender nonsense my son knows exactly who he is he's made in the image of god and he knows 
knows he's made in the image of God. He is not a woman. He is a man. And you speak these things. You speak these things. When you go and you get sympathy from other people who say, oh, I, you, I have a transgender son. No. You begin to tell people that the devil has my son captive, but Jesus is going to set him free. You, do, you don't need to deny it, but you need to, you need to untie it in Jesus' name. You do not need to un- uh, deny it. You need to untie it. And there's lies right now. Lies from the pit of hell. And you keep and you have a victim mentality and you have a victory mentality. You are reigning as a king and a priest and your child has been kidnapped into another realm, into the realm of darkness. And that realm of darkness, you have all authority over. Like we just read and that the Lord said, I have given you all authority over scorpions, scorpions and serpents. What is that? Those are demonic spirits. And you can get your child free because that is your child. God gave you that child. That is your child. And we speak to these wayward children. Come home in Jesus' name. Come home in Jesus' name. Hear the voice of the Lord and the angels will bring you home. The clear the path right now in Jesus' name. And these and, and the brokenness on your brain is going to be healed right now in Jesus' name. You're going to think straight. You're going to think straight. You've got a crooked brain. And the Lord says you're going to think straight. Somebody knocked you, knocked you on your side. It was not, it was not, it was done to you. It was done through you, but it is not by you. And you speak that over your children. I do not have a prodigal son. I have a son who loves Jesus. And you speak it till you see it. You speak it till you see it. You call those things that be not as though they were because you know that you're praying the will of God. Mamas and daddies, those children are not going to go to hell. Those children are not going to stay transgender. Those children are not going to stay in those fornicating relationships. Those children love Jesus and you speak it and you speak it and you speak it till you see it and you're going to see it. You know, I got a, we got a message. Corey, um, his daughter uh, received the, the baptismal video and, and she rejoiced over this. It's never too late for your kids to come home. You pray like there's no tomorrow. You pray like you know your daddy. You look to your right and you look to your left and you say, hey, dad. Hey, Jesus, what are we going to pray today? Holy Spirit, what are we going to pray today? How do we undo these lies, Holy Spirit? What are we going to pray today? And you pray in your prayer language. You pray in English. You shout. You do everything in your prayer language. You get it out. You dance. You sing. Because you know that the victory is yours. There are some of you out there that know that you need deliverance. Not just demonic deliverance, but inner healing deliverance. So right now, if that's you, if you've been trying to speak in tongues and it's not coming, then there's something that's stuck. And we're going to get it set free tonight. You don't have to have somebody else there. I want you to repeat after me. I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus. My body is the temple of Jesus Christ. The temple of Jesus Christ. No demon can stay in. No demon can stay in. No demon can latch on. No demon can latch on. I rebuke you, foul spirit. I rebuke you, foul spirit. And I command you to come out of my body. I command you to come out of my body. Off of my back. Off of my back. Out of my hips. Out of my hips. Off of my ankles. Off of my ankles. Out of my hair. Out of my hair. Off of my eyes. Off of my eyes. And out of the tendonitis in my ears. And out of the tendonitis in my ears. We speak to COPD. We speak to COPD. And we command it to be gone in the name of Jesus. Command it to be gone in the name of Jesus. Your lungs will breathe the breath of life. Your lungs will breathe the breath of life. In the name of Jesus, we command it to be done and we seal it up. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, we we command it to be done done and seal it up. up. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Be loosed loosed in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Be loosed, be loosed, be loosed. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. You're free. 
and who the Son sets free is free indeed. So if you got your heavenly language tonight. I see somebody hold up a pair of keys. I got them. That's awesome. If you got your prayer language tonight, here's what I want you to do. For the next week, every time you pray, I want you to pray in your heavenly language and not in English. Because this is something that we have to exercise and we have to walk out. Because if you do not use it, it's like having an AR-15 that you never and go fire. And then you expect when the enemy shows up that you're going to be fine. Your weapon's not cleaned and you've forgotten how to aim. You need to practice your spiritual gifts. That doesn't just count for speaking of tongues. Yeah, that counts you might start for speaking of tongues. You get your prof- you got some prophecies coming. Then I want you to also practice spiritual gifts, even if there's something small. When you're at the grocery store, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and see what the Lord may say th- through you to someone that you're around. Practice your spiritual gifts, and then they will become second nature. That's good. Really good. You it's it's you got to train like you're gonna fight. You got to train because we are fighting. We're in a war. We don't have time for people to not be in training. It's like every movie you ever saw where we are literally guys pulling out all of the 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 never been trained befores, and now you're going to go and take on the big Roman army, right? That's completely trained. So I want to I want to we've had this conversation. We're gonna be having a lot of it over the next couple of days. God is going to give you the things that you are good at and he intends for you. Yeah. So tonight there's a format. I, I, you girls are just, that is your, what you do. That's my point. And as we've been talking, I mean, there's different ways that when God moves you and does works with you. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is don't put God in a box. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. So open your heart up to let him do and if you if it's where God wants you to go, go. I mean, I just like, but I'm really understanding now, and it's, and I ta- you heard me talk to Brian about it tonight, Pastor Brian. God is leading me in a place of deliverance centered on healing. This mm-hmm. is it; just keeps coming out. That was like today, that girl, a young girl, just go heal her. Yeah. And to another point of this, because that was a huge step for me, because you're very vulnerable. Because you know you're not, you don't know if your healing is going to occur. Right. Obviously, you have to believe it. But this is something that. It was, I was talking to Brad one day, and we were talking about healing. And he said he had a friend who had had to do this 2,000 times mm. before there was a single person healed. Wow. Well, the reason that's important is if you look at weapons drills, it takes 2,000 times approximately before you train muscle memory that's to wow. be instinctive. So this is the point. I mean, what we do every weekend and what we're doing you know, regularly in our shows and praying for healing that's kind of the baseline. Stepping out now and putting your hands on somebody randomly in the world. But what God showed is, and you said it already, that is where we're going. Yeah. So in order to lead, you have to train. And when I say lead, everybody's going to be leading this because this is where we're going. Yeah. It's the only way we're going to tear these things, these, these walls down. You have to be able to heal your way into it. Ultimately, even Brian said it tonight, deliverance ultimate goal is healing. So if you learn healing, whatever form that is, whether God calls you to do your prayer language, whether God said to me like today, you have a sermon language. I never heard of that before, but it was there. Or if you are having a hands-on event. You absolutely do. I never thought about that. What's that? When you do your shows, we, we have some interesting discussions in um, conspiracy land. Um, but when you do your shows, it's just the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And that's the sermon language. 
and he's just been reinforcing it. So, I mean, there's just different ways. And that's why I'm encouraging everybody, listen to your heart at what comes out of tonight because there's gifts that are given and they're flowing right now like crazy. And all you have to do is like raise up your hands and say, hey, hallelujah, praise God, and just <laughs> show me what we're going to do. I'm really not kidding here at all, at all here because if you've even, if, and for, if you're out there and you're going, well, I didn't go to Bard's Fest, then get online and watch it. Seriously, I, I'm just telling you because it's an anointed flow of, of oh, information. Yeah. I, there's too many people that are giving testimonies of how it's been touching their heart and doing great it's things. It's awesome. People that weren't even there. Right. That's my point. Is it's, it's just online, and yeah. they're getting touched. So watch it. And understand that what we're experiencing here is an expansion of kingdom, and we're getting, you're getting touched with gifts of literally back to the garden. It is truly a breath moment where you're touching the power of God, and there will be things given. And it won't be this. You may not see it, but you know maybe it's just a compassionate heart right? Maybe it's just changing to where you look at somebody now and you give them a smile. You have to recognize the small things because what, where much is given, much is asked, but you have to begin. Yeah. Right. So as you begin to do a routine of smiling at people, if that's what you're led to do, good idea anyway, most of the time. And then what you're, what you find is that there's something that grows from it. It's the seed that builds the fruit. And from that, you get something really profound. So wherever you are tonight and wherever your place is, I've read some things like I've been praying and asking God for prayer language, and then the conclusion someone has is I must be blocked. I don't know if that's true. What I'm telling you is open your heart to where God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. Don't tell God where you want to be. Let him show you where you are on the battlefield. And we had that earlier. Was one of you had that word? Leo. No, that's so good. That's awesome. I and, and listen, guys, I think that tonight's show was really important, and we did not expect to do this. You never do. You, you just flowing in the Holy Spirit. Resistance is moving in a different direction. Resistance Chicks has taken a complete pivot in the past eight days. <laughs> um, that would be Bards Nation, Bards FM as well, by the way. <laughs> um, you guys are going to notice with Scott's shows and our shows that everything's going to change. But tonight's show was really important, not only to give you testimonies, because what testimonies do is they encourage your spirit and they make you hungry. We equipped the saints for the work of the ministry this past week. Mm -hmm. And if you weren't there and you just watched online, I, actually, there are people that are getting equipped just by watching online. But I think that there were a lot of you that said that I wanted to be a part of the prayer. I wanted to be a part. I wanted to have somebody lay hands on me. I wanted to get my heavenly language. I needed deliverance, Right. Um, and, and, and you know what I think maybe, um, in the next couple of shows that we're going to be doing, cause we're going to be doing this all week guys, because maybe not, th not this, but we're going to be doing shows together. We're going to do Scott's Brighteon show tomorrow together. We're going to do our Brighteon show on Friday together. We'll be doing some evening, uh, Podbean shows, I'm sure. And, and I think we'll probably get into pornography at some point. Cause I think there are some of you that really want deliverance from that. And, and we'll we can discuss the Alfred Kinsey show, but it, and, I, and, and we can do that. And, and, and we will, and we will do that. You guys, some people you got can demons kicks listen, out. you can get delivered from pornography. Look, I've been doing it online. I mean, on, on the phone. Okay. Yes. So if you think that I know there's a perception that you have to have hands laid on and I right. understand that not true. Right. Okay. I have literally worked with people now to free them 100%. from pornography addiction. So I think we should do that over the next couple of days, but for tonight's show. Oh yeah. I, by the way, if you haven't figured it out, the brother and the sisters are hanging out and we're, we're like, yeah, like, like making up for time since spiritually we have been away for a long time. Right. And this is, awesome. the, this is the gift and we're so excited. So it's going to be great.
Buckle up, Buttercup. Oh, there you go. So here's the deal. What's what's on my heart for you guys tonight is you just got equipped. Okay? If you were not at Bards Fest, you just got equipped. And why is being equipped important? Because what is coming down the line is going to require all hands on deck. Yeah, it's coming. And and, and so one of the words today, I need to pull it up because it's at the Noah thing when I did that. And it just was jumping out. And it was the perfect... Uh, let me find it. I think I sent it to you guys, but it's. It, I'll I'll find it here in a minute. But it was it was a picture. One of the pictures I took of the thousands of messages I dropped on this thing today. Scott had a good time at the Ark today. That by would the way, be guys. a word. That would be a massive word. Um, we got to go down here to where we are. So where what it was is it had to do with the storm. So it was a word given. There it is right there. It was at the bottom of the placard, and it says, "They need to hurry." The storm is almost here. Oh, wow. That's the word. And that's the word for this season, right? If you wanted a prophetic word to to go away from tonight, I would put my, that's where I'm going to put my my hat. Okay. So one other, yeah. like me, because this is really cool. I love this. This is Noah's prayer. And God of heaven, we ask for your mercy uh, through the, through this terrible storm. You called me to build a ship to preserve my family and the animals that you brought to me. And I have sought to be faithful to honor you in all that I have done. Preserve us now through your judgment of this world as you have promised, and we will be faithful to serve you in, our, in all our days. He called me to build a ship, which was given as Bard's Nation. Wow, mm-hmm. that's really good. And, you know, it's also very poignant because... You guys, if you've been watching, if you've been tuning into Resistance Chicks for any length of time, you know that God has given Leah and I a prophetic word for what's coming, and that is to get on the ship, to get on the boat. We've been prophesying that for two years Mm -hmm. because the storm is coming, and those that are on the boat will be saved. But you have to choose to get on the boat. It's a choice. We've got two people that I need to pray for, Nikki and Tiffany. Um, So um, I just... I had felt like I needed to before, and you guys talked about that. Uh, Tiffany had um, something go through, and she needs her land. So, Father God, I just lift up uh, Tiffany to you. I thank you, Father God, that um, there's an anointing on her life for her and Matt, and we call in their land. Yes. Father God, they um, sacrifice for other people. They bless other people. And whatever it is, it's holding them back from getting to where God has them to be. I pray that you open the door that no man can shut, that you shut the door that no man can open, that you tell them where they are supposed to go. You provide the finances and you show them where to go. I release you, Tiffany, from any pain or any shame or any weight that you carry on your shoulders. I speak peace over you today. I speak peace over you today and joy. I speak laughter over you today, Tiffany. Laughter. Holy Spirit laughter right now. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He has things for you. He is lining you up. He is lining you up. And I just want you to pray with Matt over and over and over again and begin to thank God that he did not have you get what you thought you were going to get because he has something different, yeah, something wow, that it good. fits you better than what that was. And do not be discouraged and do not be dismayed if that fell through because the Holy Spirit has something yeah. different for you. And we call that in. And I pray for wisdom. I pray for the, the heaviness in your mind to leave right now in Jesus' name. I pray for the Holy Spirit and a renewed life that you wake up and that your feet hit the floor and you are just running in the Holy Ghost 
that you're filled with the Holy Ghost, and you are just so excited to be moving in the power of God today, and you bless these two. I bless you right now in Jesus' name, and I thank you for Nikki. I thank you for the the the, the uh, sacrifices that she and Jack made, made, and she says, I don't even know I need to pray. You need prayer, because God has more for you than you could ever ask or think. God has things for you that you didn't ask for. God has gifts for you. God has special things for you, because you have served him faithfully. And he has gifts for you. So, Father God, I ask you to give those gifts to, to Nikki and Jack, that they would open those yes. gi- gifts. And I know I know what you're going to do with those, Nikki, because as soon as you get gifts, you're just going to want to give them away. <laughs> and that's okay, because God has more for you and more for you and more for you. And, Father God, I just ask you to give her more and more of your spirit. Yes, give her Lord. the gifting of the miracles. I know she wants to lay hands and sick and see him recover. Yes. I know Tiffany does. I ask yes. you to give them these gifts of the spirit right now tonight, that they can walk in your power, that they can walk in your might, that you bless them coming in, you bless their husbands, and they become the powerhouses that they want to be, that they know that they are called to be, and that they would sing your praises, that they would shout your praises, and there would be a glory of God that would descend upon their homes. And I just thank you for Duncan, that you're blessing his mind, that you're blessing his body, that you're blessing his spirit, and you're showing him exactly who God called him to be, that you're blessing him for making the sacrifices, for running that soundboard, for doing what you called him to do, and you are going to pull him up to wherever you have called him to be. I thank you that he is going to have clarity of vision and clarity of mind. And Father God, we lift up our brother Jim right now and his heart. And I know that you guys are all praying for Jim. I thank you, Father God, that you have wonderful things for him, that he is the head and not the tail, that he is above and not beneath, that you have wonderful things, that he is moving forward in you, that you're opening doors for him, that you're healing his heart, that you're blessing this family, that you're taking care of everybody in this family. And you're going to turn what the enemy uh, wanted for evil into good right now. And you're blessing him for the sacrifices that he made. And you're opening doors and there's joy in his heart and there's family that he doesn't know. And it's coming to him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. We're going to watch a miracle. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. This is from, uh, let me see, Universal uh, Airway Corps. Airways Corps. It's up here in chat. Okay. I'm just telling you, God just said, watch a miracle. Here it goes. Okay. I'm going to read it. My niece is having a hard time dealing with how God has entered her life and changed her entire life since Afghanistan. Her family is saying she's nuts. She called me saying I would understand her. I told her this was for her, for her tonight. Oh, wow. God is telling her to grow food for many how many bees she should have, and much more. Please pray for her to understand that she is on the right track with God. Her name is Heather. All right, Heather, well, you're on the right track. Yeah. So word from God. can I take this one? Go. All right, so Heather, the Bible says in this world you will have persecution, but persecution comes for the word's sake. Because what happens when you are headed on the right path, the devil will do everything that he can possibly do. And he will manifest himself in every person in your life who has an open door to him. So what you need to do is you have to turn it around in your head. So from now on, every single time someone says something against what you are called to do, you need to take it as a direct confirmation because that's what we do Mm -hmm. that, oh, I must be doing exactly what God wants me to do. And as a beekeeper, as a gardener, as someone who raises animals, I want to bless and anoint you to continue in this, that you need to know that God placed man in a garden. 
And when Cain killed Abel, he fled to a city. So we are on a trajectory of getting mankind and society out of cities and back to a garden. So you are 100 million percent on the right track. And don't let anybody deter you. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to speak a blessing of finances on you. People are going to start throwing land at you. They're going to start throwing animals at you. And every single person in your life is going to look at you and they will not be able to deny that the hand of God is on your life because of all the miracles that God does in the name of Jesus. Okay, then we're going to add this. Heather, you accepted Christ in your life. And with this, we're going to pray for the light to grow. So here, what you're witnessing now is you've retracted in yourself. You're sitting inside and you're letting others try to direct you, but you're not leaning into Jesus to let him flow out. So we're breaking down that wall. That fortress is broken and shattered. And now as you step into the world, you're being blessed with the power and glory of Jesus. And as you speak, they're going to see through you to see something greater in you. Amen. And it is the greater in you that will awaken them. Your tasks that you're there before you are true to the glory of God. Mm. And as you reach into them, you're going to be blessed with the many things that will arise from that. Prosperity in your livestock, bees that are expanding, hives that are dividing and growing. All of these are the, are the anointings of someone who is listening to God and following God's direction. For he loves his children and those that listen, he rewards them boldly. Amen. So, Heather, now just open your eyes, breathe in, breathe in the Holy Spirit, breathe out. Breathe in the Holy Spirit, breathe out. Raise your hands up, look at the sky and say, praise God. Praise our Savior. Walk in a moment of praise. Let your eyes fall on the glory of heaven and let Christ flow through you and watch the world transform around you because you are truly a child of the Most High. Amen. Amen. Woo. All right, you guys, I'm going to close this show out. And do it. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. Stay tuned tomorrow on Brighteon, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, brighteon.tv. One of us will be live with Scott in the Resistance Chicks regular studio. And then again on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, another one of us will be live with Scott in the Resistance Chicks regular studio. Um, so I want you to stay tuned to that. And then um, we're not going to be doing a Fishers tonight. No, not any right. chance. Right, not after three and a half hours. Is this no. like the longest thing you've done since uh, Moment of Truth? No, these are, this is a standard time for a Sunday Oh, that's prayers. right. You do the Sunday prayers. Sunday I forgot prayers. about that. It's the yeah. same length. Yeah, okay. it's pretty there we cool. Go. All right, so guys, listen. We love you. God loves you. And God bless. And then you may do your closing. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, Patriots. Love you all, man. Love is the win. You know that. And you heard me say it the other day from the guy that used to walk in truly the fields of war. The opening of my pad, and this, especially this last week, as eyes have fallen to the greatest weapon we carry, which is the sword of the spirit, which ultimately is anchored in love. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee, for for Resistance Nation. Join us on Podbean Live for Bended Knee, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. We rock it for 30 minutes with prayer and worship and spiritual warfare every, every day. So there you go. Awesome. Okay, until then or until the next time, God bless. Out for now. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
it up. We shall pay any it. price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.